0: <clears throat> what is up, freaks? You? It's your boy Marty Ben. Here to introduce this rip a rabbit hole recap Dense, Good amount of time. Cold where I am. Warm is. This is brought to you by our good friends at Unchained Capital. Unchained Capital is here to help you eliminate single points of failure in your custody model. The way they do this is their Unchained Vault, which is a two or three collaborative custody multi-sig vault where you hold two keys. Unchained holds one. So you always have control over the Bitcoin in in that multisig address. You can move it out whenever you so please. If you're ever in a pinch, Unchained is there to be the second in the two or three multisig quorum. They have a wake love concierge service that's going to take you from zero to having a thousand cuck bucks worth of sats in a vault. Excuse me, just burped a little bit. It's going to come with multiple video conferences to get you comfortable with multi-sig and get you comfortable with Unchain's Vault. It's going to, they're going to send you hardware wallets, help you get those set up. They're going to get your vault set up. And then once it's set up, they're going to dump a thousand cuck bucks worth of sats into the vault. If you tell them that TFTC sent you, they're going to give you $50 off that package, the White Globe the concierge service. Go check out everything they have going on beyond the vault and their concierge service at unchained.com, incredible blog, other products, uh, including a, a lending product, IRA. They're adding more services all the time. This group is also brought to you by our good friends at Brains. Brains. Little birdie told me earlier today that uh, what's mine firmware may be coming soon. TM. And like soon t- in front of the TM, like being like actually like soon. But as always with Brains, we're not going to hold our breath. But they do provide incredible services. They're the team behind Slush Pool, which is the oldest mining pool in existence also the team behind the Brains OS Plus firmware, which is what we're hoping comes to What's Minor soon. That firmware, if you download it on your ASICs, is going to help you stack more sats with your hash. Uh, they find a way to uh, focus on higher frequency chips on the hashing boards and uh, make sure that they're eking out as many hashes as possible so that you can then stack more sats with that. Uh, if you want to check out the models, they just added more S19 models to that firmware uh, availability last week uh, we'll link to that in the show notes they've also got insights.brains.com which is a great dashboard that'll give you all the data that you need to know uh, about the mining industry at any given point in time go check out everything they have going on at brains B-R-A-I-I-N-S.com. they've also got a, a mining conference in Prague coming later this year in June June uh, 14th to the 16th I believe so, go check that out as well. I would love to go, but you'll find out why I can't go in this show. I'm going to keep you on that little cliffhanger there. This group is also brought to you by our good friends at Hoddle Hoddle. Hoddle Huddle. is here to bring you a lending service with no KYC, no AML. It leverages Bitcoin's native multi sig properties as well. The way the lend.hoddlehoddle.com marketplace works is that you put your, if you're looking for liquidity, you don't want to sell your Bitcoin, you want to tax. Beneficial way of of actually getting value out of your Bitcoin without having to sell it. You put your Bitcoin up as collateral and this two or three multisig escrow account. Uh, you can't move the Bitcoin uh, out of the escrow account to, throughout the duration of the loan for obvious reasons. However, since you have one of the keys, you have insight into that that escrow account, so that you know that your Bitcoin is not being rehypothecated. As long as you're paying back the stablecoin loan that you've been given, you're going to get your Sats back at the end of that loan. Alternatively, if you're a stablecoin guy or gal, you want to get yield on those stablecoins, you can put it up on the other side of that marketplace at Com, Lend it out to Bitcoiners looking for liquidity and they will uh, pay back your le- you, what you lent them plus interest. So go check out all of this again at lend.hodlhodl.com. Last but not least, this rip is brought to you by our good friends at the Bitcoin 2022 conference. It'll be a big conference, okay? It's happening in South Beach, Miami, April 6th to 9th. This year, this year, it's coming up, not too, as we're February 3rd right now, it's, it's, it's sneaking up on us. Uh, it's going to be a massive conference, four day event, four day, uh, first days, industry players. If you're building something in the space, you want to network with uh, some heavy hitters. That's going to be the first day, day two uh, and three are the meat of the conference. You're going to have CEOs throughout the space, like Michael Saylor, Jack Mauler's a uh, President Naib Bukele from El Salvador is going to be speaking. He's got a big announcement as well. Uh, And a bunch of other, they have the open source uh, tent and stage where open source projects throughout the space are going to be presenting what they're working on. And then day four is a massive music fest, the biggest, the first and biggest music festival in Bitcoin history to date. Uh, Steve Aoki's playing. Logic's going to be there. Dead Mouse. Run the Jewels. Uh, heavy hitter lineup. Okay, so go check all this out. If you use the promo code TFTC, you're going to get 10% off your tickets and make sure you get them as soon as possible because they do have uh, tiers of tickets. The prices will increase leading up to the conference. So go check them out and purchase your tickets at b.tc slash conference. b.tc slash conference. Tell them the TFTC sent you and you're going to get 10% off. Enjoy this rep. It was... A high quality rip, if I do say so myself. Okay. You've had a dynamic where money's become freer than
1: free. If you talk about a Fed just gone nuts, all all the central banks going nuts. So it's all acting like safe haven. I believe that in a world where central bankers are tripping over themselves to devalue their currency, Bitcoin wins. In the world of fiat currencies, Bitcoin is the victor. I mean, that's part of the bull case for Bitcoin. If you're not paying attention, you probably should be. Probably
0: should be. You probably should be. I mean, 5G works. It's, it's up to you uh, if you want to keep using the 5G to okay, your phone plan, on, your I'll, data plan. Okay, I'll
1: stay on 5G. I'll build car for the data.
0: I don't I don't know what happened there for we lost internet at the Commons. I was just making fun of everybody not showing up for work at the Commons because it's snowing here in Austin. It looks like the IT guy is working from home today too. Can't keep the Wi-Fi up. Hopefully. It's the only time we have that problem today.
1: Meanwhile, meanwhile, I'm finally like getting the finishing touches on my new home studio, getting the finishing touches on the actual studio. And the first thing I do after that is, of course, go on a family vacation. So I'm back on a mobile setup. And as soon as the internet cut, I thought for sure it was me. So I started <laughs> troubleshooting on my side. Couldn't connect back, but it was it was Marty and Carr the whole time.
0: Hey, it was our end. We were at the commons. Anybody anybody at the commons listening right now? we got to get the Wi-Fi down. We've got an Ethernet cord set up, too. Apparently, it's not working, though. Uh, we are... It might not
1: be... It might not be the commons internet. I mean, you guys are getting... Like when when ice hits the south, like all infrastructure falls apart. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's it's crazy how people freak out down here. It's a little bit of snow. I thought, again, I thought Texas was filled with a bunch of hard-nosed cowboys. Everybody becomes a pansy when a little bit of snow hits the ground, a little bit of ice. Oh my God, I I have to get the ice off my car. Suck it up, people.
1: Uh, I guess Twitter blocked us. We don't have a new tweet out.
0: No new tweet? No new tweet. I set it up. It should have gone out. Let me see.
1: That's why I was looking at my phone. I wasn't being, I was going to click retweet. Can we blame go- the Bitcoin miners for your lack of internet?
0: It didn't go out. Hot. Well, you didn't have that on, on the list. Carl and I had to throw it on the list after. We will put it in the link in the show notes.
1: We'll what, start. all the Texas miners uh, patting themselves on the back for shutting down their ASICs?
0: Yeah, that's funny. Parker and I were just talking about that.
1: Um, like, don't they get paid to shut them down? Like, isn't that yes. part of the plan?
0: Yes, exactly. So, this <laughs> is, I mean, it, it, it's really a,
1: noble, super noble.
0: Well, it's like, exactly. That's what I was like, Parker's like, we're combating narratives here. Like, we should be noble. Like, yeah, agree. It is. So, let's, we'll start with that. Before we even get to Clark's dashboard, we'll just start with the topic of the day. It's very, uh, very cold here in Texas, obviously. It's raining, or excuse me, snowing, and now it's raining, but it's like icy rain. And obviously, we know that last year, uh, the Texas grid was stressed uh, exorbitantly because of a 100-year storm, and you actually had grid failure. People lost power all throughout the state. Many people died as well, unfortunately. And uh, it, it became a big meme over the last year, like, all right, we need to stabilize... Grids not only in Texas but all over. Obviously, you have rolling brownouts and blackouts in California. New York City has uh, electricity problems now after they shut down the Indian Point nuclear power plant. And uh, Bitcoin miners fitting into this conversation is becoming more and more of a, a meme and a narrative that the Bitcoin world is pushing. And it's a good narrative too, and it does make sense. And what it basically, what Bitcoin miners are able to do is via capitalism and economic incentives, they can go to grid operators and utilities companies, energy companies, and say, hey, if you build out this capacity, a lot of the problems that uh, people who want to expand grid capacity have is like, all right, we're not always going to have consumers. You have X amount of capacity, but peak demand is only buying electricity uh, up to that capacity for very few days of the year, one of which is today. Uh, and uh, so, what Bitcoin miners can do is, like, all right, like build out that capacity. You can build out your grid capacity. You can extend it so you have an abundance of electricity on your grid that that far surpasses what will ever be your peak demand when it's extremely cold or extremely hot out in the middle of winter or the middle of summer. And in in between those peak demand periods, we will purchase that electricity uh, that that is. Overabundant for the necessary amount of demand in non-peak times uh, and and will give you revenue for that. So you're not just producing it and not making any money for it and, and having a loss on your balance sheet. And so the Bitcoin does incentivize this overproduction of capacity and abundance of capacity on grids. Uh, and, and Bitcoin is uniquely suited to do this due to the fact that you can... Interrupt uh, Bitcoin miners, and you won't affect the Bitcoin network uh, materially uh, as a result. You're right. going to do it with like AWS or uh, a a chip foundry or something like that. Because if you have to shut down AWS servers or a chip foundry, you're, you're losing millions, potentially hundreds of millions of dollars worth of uh, economic activity right. uh, due to that. And then-
1: and conversely like if you if if you plug in miners and turn them on at any time you can instantly be generating revenue you don't have to like have you know uh, purchase orders or something set up in that it, way
0: yeah you don't have to like, like on you yeah.
1: don't have to
0: reoil a supply chain or anything like that and, and so yeah and, and so bitcoin miners are uniquely suited to do this and in the state of Texas specifically a bunch of large miners riots, Rhodium uh, and others uh, have engaged in what is known as a demand response program uh, within ERCOT, which is the, uh, the, elect- the, the entity that controls the electricity markets in the state of Texas. Uh, so they basically uh, have created this demand response program within ERCOT where uh, if the demand for electricity from the grid hits a certain point, uh, miners will, sh- and the and a certain price per kilowatt hour, miners will shut down and stop using and uh, converting energy to electricity for their services, and then they'll divert that electricity to the grid, so the residents are able to heat their homes or cool their homes when it's very. Cold or very hot out, and but Bitcoin miners get paid for that's part of the demand response program. Is okay,
1: so you're part of the contract.
0: Yes, yeah, so you enter this contract. You <laughs> say, all right, if we have to shut down, we will shut down. But we're also selling the electricity we otherwise would have used to mine Bitcoin. We're going to sell that to market. And last year. Uh, Bitcoin miners engaged in that program made out of like, like bandits and they're probably doing pretty well today as well. So there's been a huge media blitz <laughs> in uh, Bloomberg and others and and I don't blame any of the miners for doing this. Obviously, we're being much maligned uh, by politicians and the mainstream media for being a drag a on... It's
1: a good PR campaign.
0: It is, it is. But we should be up front. Like, like you said, yeah. like acting holier than thou or like noble. It's like it is noble in the sense that, yes, the, the economic incentives and the capitalist-driven uh, companies that are creating the conditions where you, you're not, you're never not going to have electricity uh, as, as a res- residential consumer because uh, Bitcoin miners have incentivized the, the build-out of excess capacity. But it's not like they're just giving the electricity away and like, saving it's, it's, cold people.
1: It, yeah. It's a beneficial business arrangement. It's not charity.
0: Yes. That's that's much, that's way more apt than the long-winded uh, explanation <laughs> I just gave. But no, it is a beautiful thing, and that's uh, it is
1: beautiful. I get I hundred percent agree on that. It's yeah. absolutely beautiful.
0: Yeah, uh, but it is also creating a lot of confusion too. Like I had a bunch of people who responded to my newsletter, which Car just had up on the screen yesterday. Like, yes, this incentivizes uh, the the production of renewable energy. It's like, no, that's exactly like right now. It's freezing <laughs> rain. There's literally ice coming out of the sky. So I imagine wind turbines across the state are having problems spinning or picking up wind even. because it's not seem that windy out. And obviously... But
1: solar is definitely not producing. Yeah,
0: solar is not producing. And so what the problem with the grid has, and Steve Barber had a good thread about this last night too. There's a very nuanced discussion. The grid the grid problem that exists right now is that it's it's dependent on too much intermittent unreliable uh, electricity generation sources, mainly wind and solar. Uh, so when we talk about Bitcoin miners incentivizing the uh, build out of, of more grid capacity, what I hope to see as an individual is that grid capacity is backed up by natural gas, nuclear, even coal to an extent, because that's more reliable base load where you know when it's cold out, it's freezing rain, the sun's not shining, wind turbines aren't turning you're going to you're you're going to have electricity. You build out as much capacity as you want, wind and solar. But when you have days like this, they're not going to produce. It doesn't matter if you build out a hundred gigawatts of capacity of wind and solar and bitcoin miners are are consuming that. Like Bitcoin miners would probably have to shut off anyway because if they were utilizing those resources only because they wouldn't have any electricity in the first place. So it's a nuanced discussion. Bitcoin certainly does help. yeah, it creates the 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 network has created the economic incentives to Build out uh, this excess capacity, uh, but again, as with many things that are discussed on this show, there's a lot of nuance to all of it. Uh, but it is helping. You know, uh, the grid hasn't failed yet today, and Bitcoin miners have shut down. Uh, but there's been a ma- major media blitz, which is good. It is a good thing. But I—that's a it's Parker. Sorry if you're listening to this. I'm just like airing out our personal conversation. But that's like, <laughs> gonna, like back and forth. He's like, oh, like uh, I think we should just be upfront. Like, hey. It's just pure economic incentives driving this. We're not doing any charity work.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and it felt like all the miners like all like came together on it. They all released their own press releases and tweets and stuff. And Yeah. I don't yeah. know where this fits in, but like as far as like renewable energy on cold days, like fireplaces for the win.
0: I <sighs> know I want a fireplace so bad.
1: And that's, Are... I, we count that as renewable, right? Because like trees grow.
0: No, that's like the least renewable.
1: Why? You can plant new trees and then you but, cut them down and you burn them.
0: In terms of energy density and the amount of carbon created, Matthew, uh, it's terrible. Well, fireplaces are good. I am I love fire, I'm a, Pro
1: fi- Pro fireplaces, I'm a rabbit hole recap.
0: I'm a fireplace maximalist myself. And yeah, my brother texted me yesterday. He's like, get wood, put it under the tarp. I'm like, what? So I can put it in the outside fire pit? I'm like, you're going to stand outside by <laughs> the fire. It's like, still, out. I wish yeah, we yeah, had wood inside. Don't bring the fire
1: pit inside. No,
0: no. Do not that, do that's that. That's how you die. Yes. That it is how you, you either burn your house down or... Uh, get carbon monoxide poisoning. Uh, While we're on the bend, I I thought it's fascinating uh, what's going on in the world right now. You have this happening in Texas. I believe Bitfarms in Canada is doing the same thing. I had somebody respond to a newsletter last night saying that uh, there's Bitcoin mining operations in Pennsylvania uh, doing a similar demand response thing. So this is happening not only here in Texas, but around the US and even up north in Canada. Uh, so while that's going on, Bitcoin's helping cold people. It's helping uh, incentivize the the secure delivery. Did you say of cold people? Yes, it's helping cold people. Yeah. Uh, the
1: group of people known <laughs> as cold people.
0: <laughs> There's many of us, uh, different skin color, <laughs> sex, gender, religion, all cold, though. ages, all all cold. Uh, that's happening, and then across the world in Lebanon, uh, it's pretty fucked up. What's going on? I don't even think you had this on the list, but it's a pretty big story. Lebanon has decided, so we've been talking about Lebanon for years now because in 2019, uh, the central bank in conjunction with the government unilaterally just froze bank accounts. They've been, a lot of them have been frozen uh, ever since. And so going on three years now, I believe that happened like the summer of 2019 and the Lebanese government and central bank basically came out and said they have the plan to tackle the financial crisis, which the World Bank is calling one of the worst depressions in in world history. Uh, And they're they're just going to do a a overt 93% devaluation of the Lebanese pound, uh, which will wipe out, I believe, $69 (laughs) billion worth of wealth. Um, And so those frozen bank accounts that have a lot of them have U.S. dollars in them uh, are just going to be confiscated and converted into pounds. And this is all in an effort to appease the IMF so they can get a, a bridge loan up. to uh, try to get their their footing, um, and so this is just a, a very strong case study that proves like why Bitcoin is important. You can never have a government or central bank just unilaterally lock you out of your yeah. of your account and if you st-
1: And stablecoins oh. don't fix this either. Like you need an yeah. actually censorship resistant, immutable chain.
0: Yeah. Well, then. I they do in the short can, term. Yes. They can the help mitigate
1: term. it in the short term. But long term, you just end up in the same exact situation where you yeah. have a central point of failure that can get frozen.
0: Well, that, yeah. And so this was added to the discussion yesterday. Lebanon uh, is doing this, Turkey's doing something similar. Uh, but apparently, there's a lot of Turks that have uh, leveraged tether to skirt this because what yeah. they'll do, a lot of in Lebanon and Turkey, like I just mentioned, a lot of the money in their bank accounts will be US dollars. Uh, they, they can have their local currencies, but, Lebanese pounds, or they can have dollars as well. Um, and what they attack is the dollar because it's obviously the stronger currency. And so there's there's been stories coming out of Turkey specifically that a lot of Turks have turned to Tether um, and are, are storing their dollars in Tether instead of bank accounts to avoid 100% confiscation like this. But
1: the reason I bring up stable coins is because in this particular situation, it seems kind of analogous to what we might see going forward, which is this idea that uh, their their national currency is failing, right? So people go to seek refuge in a U.S. De- denominated dollar asset, right? A U.S. dollar-
0: Pegged currency. To get
1: U.S. dollars, but held with a regular regulated party, right? A regulated centralized party. In this case, it was a local Lebanese banks. Right, but it could be circle or it could be
0: Yes. Yeah, it was it like was it serves
1: the same purpose as a stable coin in a lot of ways.
0: Did you uh did you see Eric Voorhees grandstanding about USDC and Thor chain? I'm trying to say it was like, like quick... and
1: then the next yeah, and then the next day the wormhole hack happened or whatever, right? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I've been I've been trying to use Twitter less. I've been like taking a little bit of a break.
0: Hey, how's it been?
1: I haven't caught this stuff. It was like it's a little bit of a Twitter force break because my tweets still show is unavailable. Um but, shadow uh,
0: ban, dude.
1: I emailed Twitter, they were like, no, you're not. We would never shadow ban users without telling them or something. I was like, okay, I mean, it's pretty, it's pretty obvious.
0: obvious. <laughs> yeah.
1: Like yeah. the only thing more frustrating than censorship is when the censor tells you, like, we're not doing it. They just like fucking lie straight to your face. Like, at least own it.
0: Yeah. Prague. Come on, man. Come on, dude. We all know he's being shadow banned. And they didn't they even like shut down that am I shadow banned site?
1: Uh and there's other ones, but yeah, the original one's down. It says I'm not shadow banned on that site for what it's worth. I there's varying definitions of what shadow banning is. Yeah.
0: that's yeah, it's interesting because you can see your first sweep, and then if you click on like a response, it says tweet. then it just says unavailable. Yeah, tweet unavailable.
1: And tweet. I think they they must be like deranking me and shit and like the algorithm as a result. I don't know. It's all bullshit. We'll see what happens. But yeah, I've just been—I've been taking a little bit of break and not paying attention. I did see uh, a freak tagged us. Did we kill Poxitani Phil, or was that a different groundhog? <laughs> like, did you see that?
0: Yeah, I don't. Th- I believe Puxatani was the original. He's been dead for decades. They had <laughs> okay. another one. I think his name was like Milton or something. He died he, two days ago. It, like, uh, he died yeah, on, like
1: right after we ripped on him. He just fucking we jinxed it.
0: He died on the thirty-first, and then they they scrambled. They apparently got a new one. Uh, <laughs> and he saw a shadow, so it's six more. Or he didn't see a shadow. We, I forget how it works. Then somebody was making fun of me what, for calling it Groundhog's Day, saying like I was saying it's like about groundhogs plural. It's groundhogs possessive, okay? But it is Groundhog Day.
1: He couldn't. He couldn't <laughs> uh, deal with for the shame 200K. <laughs> of, yeah. He couldn't deal with the shame of us not hitting 200k.
0: Yeah. Uh, God bless him.
1: Damn, yeah. Crazy I hope, world.
0: I hope you're doing okay up there, buddy. Uh, yeah. I mean, he dies. We get a winter storm down here in Austin. No 200k. It's dark times right now. Dark times. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of dark times, uh, while I have it up, let's turn to Clark's dashboard before we forget the price of Bitcoin. According to Clark's dashboard, is thirty six thousand seven hundred ten cuck bucks. One cuck bucks gonna get you two hundred seven thousand twenty four sats. Bitcoin market cap is currently $695.6 billion. If you like that, we are currently 46.8% away from the previous all-time high of $69,010. Uh, we're getting pretty close to the next retarget, which is 49 blocks away. That'll be, is it the third today? Yeah, it'll be later today. Uh, and it's yep. looking to be uh, relatively flat at a 02 Blocks are coming in at 10 minutes and one second on average. So we'll have an adjustment, but it'll be a very small downward adjustment as of right now, uh, unless blocks come in. That's
1: with all the Texas miners turned off too.
0: Yeah. But uh, yeah, last week it was uh, estimated to be like a negative two to 4% adjustment. So more hash rate. may or may not have come on the network over the last week. Clark's mempool is pretty sparse right now. There's 1,845 transactions. Sitting in that uh, Samurai unspec capacity is 4,387.63 bitcoins or 160.8 million cuck bucks. Why well, you throwing your hands off? You knew I was going to do it. Bitcoin. You knew I was going to do it.
1: I will correct you every time.
0: Have you gone to the beach?
1: Uh, no, I just got here. I got here last night.
0: Yeah. <sighs> um, so let's hop into the list. Canadian truckers GoFundMe suspended and under review. Uh, yeah. Pretty fucked up, GoFundMe.
1: Well, first of all, shout out to all the protesters in Canada. Uh, TFTC stands with you. Love to see it. Um, go. I phrased it specifically because people are, like, the clickbait headline is that GoFundMe has blocked them and, like, taken their money and returned the money or whatnot. But it's technically they're sitting there in this like pending process, um, and it should be really interesting to see how they proceed here. Because I mean, if they do end up blocking them and they do end up stopping them from getting the money that they've raised, um, I I really do think this is the you know single biggest advertisement for Bitcoin since WikiLeaks.
0: Yeah. it's What does what the justification go fuck me? I mean, these people are peacefully protesting. They're trying to raise money to enable them to protest because they're obviously not working for an extended period of time and a number of weeks. And there's many people involved in the rally. They're all congregating in Ottawa, which is the, the capital of Canada. And it's been incredible to watch. Over the last week, as Justin Trudeau flees the city and then has these press, where the fuck is he? Right, apparently he's in the and now U.S. Now he's pretending
1: somewhere. he has COVID too.
0: Pretending he has COVID, he said it, he's
1: in quarantine. He tested positive for COVID,
0: and then he's calling, he's calling everybody racist. He's calling them transphobic. He's calling them Nazis. And yeah. then if you see videos, the guy who
1: did blackface like three times on yeah. picture,
0: fuck this dude. He's
1: if you're if you're on picture three times doing blackface, it's got to be more than that, right? Like, yeah, there's no way. There's a hundred percent picture rate on his blackface attempts.
0: Well, it's it's you, you got to give him credit where credit is due. He is a soulless sociopath. The way he is, uh, <laughs> the way he's per, like these press conferences, or so he's just completely ignoring what's going on. The unity that is being uh, being displayed in Canada right now. You have you have Sikhs, you have natives, you have obviously Christians, Muslims. Like cold blacks, people. whites, cold people. Every uh, every one of them is cold, <laughs> is a cold person, uh, and they're they're gathering together to say we want to be free. And, and not only are they having great success up in Canada, like shaking the foundations of the the kleptocratic uh, regime in charge, but they're emboldening people around the world. You see uh, truckers rallies uh, popping up in Germany, the Netherlands and there's been rumblings of, of one starting here in the United States haven't seen any anything materialize yet apparently the the biden administration's worried about that happening but yeah they're they're holding strong and and they're holding Justin Trudeau's feet to the fire and he just turns around and says oh you're all you're all homophobic racist Nazis uh, I'm not going to confront uh, the Crux of the issue that that is driving you to do, literally pun intended, driving you to do all this. Uh,
1: so we have a bunch of freaks in the comments saying that uh, the GoFundMe t- me is all right, and the truckers said it's it's getting processed. Um, so we'll see what happens. Obviously, that is good news.
0: I've but seen a bunch of tally thing,
1: Yeah, the beautiful thing is, I mean, regardless of what happens there, anyone in the world can crowdfund money using Bitcoin. They don't have to rely on a centralized company to actually pay them out at the end of the day. They don't have to give up their privacy to that centralized company. And they don't have to give a cut, a financial cut to that company. They don't have to wait for it to settle. So, Bitcoin provides a very unique exit for people that are blocked from traditional crowdfunding methods. And as Marty said, uh, BTC Sessions, Ben Sessions, and a couple other Canadians, along with DJ Booth, um, have been using Tallycoin. To raise money, and TallyCoin's been around for a while as a non-custodial, easy way to raise Bitcoin crowdfunding. But the biggest limitation was it was hard to do Lightning donations because you need an always-on node. TallyCoin recently released an Umbrel app, so Ben is literally just running the Umbrel app on his on his right. node uh, on his Umbrel, and uh, this you know this little Raspberry Pi in his closet or something, and it's accepting Lightning donations from around the world. Um, through TallyCoin, it's,
0: it's pretty crazy. Pretty fucking cool. I mean, think about that.
1: And I, do- a- I donated. All the freaks should donate as well.
0: Donate. I'll donate after this. Maybe we'll, if we can get a QR code up on the up on the screen, car we'll donate um, while we're doing this. But think about that. Like Ben BTC Sessions, just one individual at his house. He's got a node running on a Raspberry Pi, running on Brawl. Right? download the TallyCoin app and is enabling individuals the world over to contribute to this fundraising effort. There's one dude that didn't need to go pretty to GoFundMe. It's pretty insane. like, And it's just happening. Powerful this, as fuck. Right? Like, this is... It's happening. Like, this is the beauty of Bitcoin and what it enables. And it is power to the people. GoFundMe, shut it down. You have the government ignoring you. Uh, I, I can see Justin Trudeau getting vindictive and trying to shut down people's bank accounts. They could easily turn to... To Ben's Raspberry Pi, Ben, I don't want to put the spotlight on you, but it seems like you've done that already uh, yourself. But like, if it's not Ben, it could be somebody else. You can have a uh...
1: oh, yeah. I mean, the name of his <laughs> node is literally BTC Session. So when you go to pay on TallyCoin, it's like Pay Node BTC Sessions. So like he didn't exactly try to hide it. I mean, also with this type of thing, right? Like there's an element of trust on on who is who is taking the donations and who is going to actually pay them out to to the truckers, to the protesters, make sure the money actually gets where it's supposed to go. Um, so like, you really can't do this fully anonymously. Like you need to have Try someone that car. has some kind of, some kind of strong public reputation that is behind it. So that, you know, you, you have some kind of faith 20. that the money is going to get where it's going.
0: Lightning. Yeah. You've got to, I mean, you got to, I mean, it's again, there is trust involved with this? Like, is it going to, is I don't think Ben's going to yeah. run away with the money, but uh.
1: you could have like you could have like a Nim you could have like Nim reputations do it. So like you could have like sixty one hundred two could raise money for something, and I would feel comfortable trusting him with you know two hundred dollars three hundred you know million sats going to the right cause. Um, but like no matter what, who's ever running it needs to have some kind of reputation. Otherwise, you're not going to really get much donations.
0: Um It's the beauty of Bitcoin right there. I just donated a live on there. How cool is that? Peer-to-peer from my node. Did you see
1: how it popped up when you scanned it It said paying BTC sessions, right?
0: Yeah. And so, from my node that I'm running straight to Ben's peer-to-peer money transfer instant settlement over the Lightning Network. Hey, baby. Let's go.
1: which, Which app did you use?
0: Uh... I don't want to disclose because it's been deprecated for a while, and it proves that I'm like a lazy Bitcoiner. But the Zap app. Did you?
1: (laughs) Okay. You actually, you actually did use your own node.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um. Thanks for. I'm gonna move to Zeus eventually.
1: uh, I was just. I was trying to call. I thought you. I thought you used Blue Wallet Custodial, and I was gonna.
0: No, no, I used. I was like, yeah,
1: Marty. It does sound good when you say from my node to your node. (laughs) It came from
0: our node. Came from our node. Uh. There you go yeah uh, so to all of our Canadian friends up north keep fighting a good fight you guys are emboldening people around the world it's beautiful to see and it truly is peaceful I mean, just all the videos I've seen um, have been peaceful and like the Confederate flags and the Nazi flags would not be a surprise at all if that's just some uh, what's it called not a false flag Provocateurs. provocateurs yes like and it's I've only seen one or two. Uh, pop up on my twitter feed so like to for Justin Trudeau to take those potential provocateurs and and use them to paint a broad brush on everybody involved in these protests is pretty sickening actually and it, and it highlights yeah, you just
1: it, send it, a government agent with some hate <laughs> flags and boom you're done
0: yeah the whole thing is racist yeah fuck yeah. Justin Trudeau maybe he went to cuba the, the homeland of his father <laughs> and we we talk about the cuban nipple crisis quite a bit here you freaks don't know Justin Trudeau is the son of Fidel Castro. His mom was a whore uh, who has been known to to get be close with Fidel Castro, uh, and he looks nothing like what they claim his father to be. Sparrow, Blue Wall, and Trezor removed the AOPP support. This is big. This, so this popped on. Lots if you guys of
1: outrage did. on Twitter.
0: Yeah, if you guys listened uh Love last week, this hopped on our raid. I believe some a freak asked us in the comments, I, I believe all the news about AOP was dropped, AOPP was dropping as we were recording. Yep. And so, this and this has to do with the Swiss regulators attempting to force Bitcoin service providers to comport with, not comport, to uh, comply with travel rule. the travel rule by FATF. Um, and they, basically, AOP, PP is asking wallets to add a feature which uh, enables users of those wallets to sign and, and confirm that they possess an address. And so, a few of these wallets were complying with the the request from the Swiss government, and uh, for very good reason. People uh, stood up on Twitter and said, "This is fucked up." Uh, if you're a wallet supporting this, we're we're not going to support you. And
1: but to be clear, it wasn't it wasn't the Swiss company, Swiss government asking these comp these projects to support it it was a group of swiss companies led by shift crypto the makers of the bitbox that were they, they developed this product so all of these wallets can already every pretty much every good bitcoin wallet including bitcoin core can sign using one of your addresses to prove that you own the address right this is what we always tell csw to do to prove that he's satoshi and he's never done it right it's a native very awesome powerful feature of the bitcoin network of of the bitcoin protocol
0: yeah the the, um we asked craig to do it uh, and he had a list of addresses that he claimed with his and somebody who actually owned one of the addresses signed it was like you don't own this right
1: yeah um so so basically what happened was so so this went into effect in like 2019 right so if you're using a swiss exchange you're already you've been doing this since 2019 if you're using a Swiss KYC exchange. You're mostly manually doing it. But Shift was the first ones to integrate this like more fluid interface where you just like click a button and it just like automatically like makes it fucking happen. Um and then they submitted pull requests to popular open source wallets, which is what they did with Sparrow and Blue Wallet. And they were like, Oh, it's just an easier way to sign. Like they didn't really think about it. They just so it wasn't like the Swiss government like I feel like it's an important distinction. It wasn't like the Swiss government like reached out to Craig Raw and was like comply with this. You cuck. <laughs> Um There was like a pull request that like looked kind of benign. That was like you already offer signing. Just uh, can you uh, can you support this URI scheme when you click it uh, that it automatically goes to the signing dialog and p- puts you through that process or whatever. Um, but anyway, there was a lot of pushback. All these wallets pulled. Uh, they they pulled support. Um, and the pushback—it was like people noticed it because Trezor added support, and Trezor like released a press release about how like now they're very easy to use in Switzerland. So that that's what caused all the um, exposure to it existing in the first place. But this is exactly you know.
0: This is the of type of
1: things that is going to happen is yeah, it's just, it's just I mean, it's the slippery slopes happening regardless of AOPP gets implemented into the individual wallets, like the exchanges are going to still require signing, probably more exchanges are going to start doing it around the world, address signing, then after that, it's going to be, you know, you're not allowed to do certain types of transactions, we're going to actively change the value, which we already see in most of the places. And then the real fear, right, which we've talked about many times, is like you just won't even be able to withdraw from KYC services. Um, or you'll be able to withdraw, but you can only send to addresses that you've signed. And from there, you can only send from addresses you signed. Right? And, it's, and, and that seems to kind of be where we're going. And the real the, the, the real threat here is KYC. It's, it's KYC. It's not signing addresses. But I do completely uh, agree with the idea that we shouldn't be having having non-custodial, open source, private Bitcoin wallets, sovereign Bitcoin wallets, making it easier to comply with burdensome regulation. It should be that friction should exist because that friction makes it harder for them to actually uh, run a business in that kind of state of affairs. It's a... Um, But I guess at the same point, arguments for AOPP would be that more people will likely to just keep it custodial in the KYC service, um, because they can't figure out how to sign, so they're not even going to withdraw. And let's be honest, even if they don't have to sign, most noobs come in and they just keep it on a custodial exchange anyway. So any little friction you add there from withdrawal, it's going to be harder. It's going to be less likely people actually withdraw.
0: Yeah, like we said last week, it's a bit odd this is coming from the Swiss government that they're forcing exchanges to have their customers with, uh, sign before withdrawing or shortly after, considering they're, they're, they've they been held up as a, a bastion of financial privacy for decades. I mean, that was the famous Barack Obama quote when he talked about a hardware wallet. It was like, you have a Swiss bank account in your pocket, which is supposed to be so, highly private and secure.
1: Yeah, I mean, but that's more of a meme at this point. Uh, During World War II, they were great at hiding Nazi wealth. Um, But it's been a long time since then. Uh, So uh, we talked about this a little bit on Dispatch this week, and I'm curious on your opinion. I mean, we have them on the list anyway. So Spectre just updated their wallet, and one of the features they added was SWAN support. Um, And SWAN is obviously a KYC-regulated exchange, And they have two main features that basically their whole product revolves around. And that is, um, auto, auto stacking, right? So stack every day, every week, every month or whatever you set the amount and auto withdrawals, right? And so you're constantly stacking, constantly stacking, obviously you've already given them all your KYC information. Um, and then it's going to auto withdraw to your wallet. Now, Uh, The way most people use that is they put in a static address where they're reusing an address, right? Mm -hmm. They're not signing the address, but they're reusing the address, right? Um, That address is obviously theirs, and it's obviously connected to the KYC information, even without signing. It's very, very obvious that it's theirs. And if they don't take any forward privacy uh, precautions going forward, like collaborative transactions such as CoinJoin, maybe using their own node, holding their own keys, using lightning. Um, They're going to be tracked in the future forever using that same information. Now, to mitigate that to a degree, well, not to mitigate that, but the reused address also has another issue, right? Because when you look on chain, if you see an address that is, you know, adding to it $100 every week or something, you can pretty much, you can assume that it's someone auto-stacking, the same person is auto stacking to that address, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's like a relatively easy heuristic to spot, right? It's just someone that's going through the auto withdrawal process, they're constantly sending. So how do you mitigate that you mitigate that by not reusing addresses, but that breaks the auto withdrawal flow. So they have a tool where you can put an xpub in, and it generates like the next 10, 20 addresses, uploads them to Swan and then Swan uses a new address every time. But that was kind of difficult for users to do because, you know, Peter McCormick doesn't even know what an XPUB is. Most (laughs) people don't know what an XPUB is. So Spectre integrated Swan's new API. And with Spectre, you can create a new wallet or you can use one of your existing wallets. That could be single-sig or multi-sig. You can link it to Swan. And Spectre automatically uploads 10 addresses to Swan, the next 10 addresses. And on Spectre, it doesn't let you use those addresses because they're reserved for SWAN So that, because you don't want to reuse those addresses. Mm-hmm. So upload the 10 addresses. When those 10 addresses end, it uploads another 10 addresses, and you can just auto-stack and auto-withdraw directly into your own wallet, whether that's multi-sig or single-sig, using your own node through Spectre. Those 10 addresses are obviously yours. You're basically going through the same process. I mean, and they're not signed, but... There's a there's a heuristic there that if you're uploading 10 addresses it's coming from Spectre like they know those are your addresses. This KYC company knows they are your addresses. Is that more dangerous or less dangerous than AOPP? Is that okay because it has good user flow? Like where do we draw the line there? Where is the
0: Yeah, I mean it's probably the same, right? Because I, I, my first thought went to, all right, obviously you're up. I mean, I just think Cash App, when I send Bitcoin off, I mean, they know it's an address I'm associated with, where they assume it is. I assume. You could be
1: paying me a car or something.
0: Yeah, it could be doing Yeah, so like that's well, probably the Probably not. Thing. With this too, I think what if somebody tried to hack like the Swan Flow and they just had a friend set up a KYC account and they were paying them to stack on behalf of them
1: I mean, yeah, you could do that A-O-P-P with AOPP too. Exactly.
0: So, like, yes, yeah, so it's indifferent. Yeah, maybe it's not that it's not different at all, really. AOPP is just an extra my, signing step.
1: My yeah. point is, is that the issue isn't the signing of addresses as much as it is KYC. The fucking KYC. Yeah regulation in the first place the idea that we just have every bitcoin company keeping lists of bitcoiners our personal information and our withdrawal history and that can be used to track our full financial uh future going forward right um another example that i brought up on dispatch casa with casa you can onboard directly in casa casa has a closed source app they know your balances you use their own node they know your transactions and they have your KYC information when you buy through them. Is that worse or better than AOPP?
0: Is it, again, it's like, the same, right?
1: In some ways, it could be worse because
0: they actually the control the wallet you're sending app. to as yeah. well. Yeah, closed source app. You don't know. It's all fucked. I mean, we talk about this all the time on the this podcast. KYC emails dangerous. It's completely ineffective. And Robert
1: Hamilton, yeah, sorry. Robert Hamilton made a good point, which I did forget to mention. And I think this is the key distinction
0: for the is that too. AOPP,
1: what well, AOPP is being done uh, for compliance? Regulators are asking for it. AOPP is being done for regulators for compliance. Why, like that's why it exists. The Swan flow or the Casab flow is being done prim- primarily for users to make. Their experience better rather than actually complying with regulators, but I don't know if that distinction matters all, all that much when the end result is kind of the same.
0: Well, again, going back to the slippery slope, it's like you just slowly the normalization of like forced activity on the user's part with the the signing. I think is a bad precedent to set. It's like, oh, you guys were willing to sign the AOPP thing, now. Now, uh, why don't you give us the rest of your addresses from your, your non-KYC stuff? If you're willing to do that, why wouldn't you be willing to do this? Yeah, yeah I, I agree with Rob there. Like the forced action on behalf of the user is is a conditioning tool, I would, I would argue. But it does get you to the same place at the end of the day. But maybe the AOPP uh, path uh, can add additional paths in the future in terms of forced action.
1: The fucking conditioning tool is that every almost every new person that comes into Bitcoin is taking a selfie, uploading their ID, putting in all their personal information, and very few people complain about that or talk about that. But
0: we talk about it all the time.
1: We 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 get an easy win on uh, on a on a on a dumb on a on a dumb addition to KYC, which is the address signing.
0: Yes. The Bank Secrecy Act should be abolished. Again, the criminals are going to criminal. The people at the highest echelon of these institutions, the banking institutions and the political institutions are some of the biggest criminals and they don't follow any of the rules that they're forcing on the rest of us. When it comes to KYC, AML, particularly compliance on an international level between users in different countries, you have an unelected, regulatory body just putting out guidelines that just so happen to get adopted with little pushback in the Financial Action Task Force leading all this. Nobody asked for them. Nobody voted for them. Nobody really knows who they are, how they get to the positions that, that they hold. It's all fucked. We need to really push back against KYC AML. And I think a, a future in which Bitcoin becomes the dominant money on the planet uh, is going to make that happen right once you get to the circular economy but you do need to get to the circular economy and so what you do need what you need to do to get there is take control of your bitcoin you have a private key and so matt mentioned xpub most people don't uh, understand xpubs I, i think it's a learning experience we should always try to explain fundamentals when we can so the way many bitcoin wallets uh when you when you create a Bitcoin wallet. What a wallet <laughs> is, is it's a it's a pair. You have a private key and then you have uh, a slew of public addresses connected with that. And the, the most common way that these these pairs are created now, which is HD wallets, which is hierarchical, hierarchical deterministic, correct? Um, yeah. Which means you're going to have many different Xpubs that that have... So an Xpub no, has... You have,
1: but you have one Xpub and then... That hey, that XPUB
0: one, is... You have one private key and you're going to have many XPUBs with it. I think that's what like no, an account, so you, account is. You
1: have the master private key and you yes. have the XPUB which is the master public key and from that you're generating a bunch of addresses from those two pieces of secret.
0: Yes. But you can have multiple XPUBs associated with the master key. That's like what accounts are like if you use a treasure wallet.
1: I guess, but now you're just going to the weeds a little bit. Yeah.
0: So the point is, you don't want to reuse addresses. Thank you, X-Rock. Um, e, <laughs> e, uh You don't want to reuse addresses. Too far into the weeds. You make it, it makes it easy. You have a private key and you have an XPUB that has hundreds of public keys associated with it. Every time you send Bitcoin off an exchange or you receive Bitcoin from somebody who's paying you in Bitcoin, you should create a new address which a lot of wallet softwares make it extremely easy to do this these days so that it's just good practice too because you don't want somebody sending your Bitcoin and uh, you don't want them to see every other UTXO that's been sent to you uh, which would happen if you're reusing an address. That's just weird. And that's actually something Matt yeah. and I are talking about um, on the mining side of things. Like we're trying to think of ways in which you can have more privacy once you move your rewards off a pool. Like... It would be cool to have like a, a paynim type. Yeah, pool.
1: Slush should just add paynim support. And then yeah. th- there goes that conversation. Right. And Sl- so should Swan. Like if Swan just had paynim support, you could just put in your paynim and then they could just send it every time to your paynim. You wouldn't yeah. have to upload any addresses.
0: Yeah. Which would be incredible for privacy for people stacking on Swan or stacking via mining and using Slush pool or any other pool for that matter for payouts. Uh, is it bit 47 support? Support BIP 47 at the pool level. Uh, yeah, bit 47.
1: No. Um, well, I don't really care if other pools do it. Just slush, do it.
0: Brains disclaimer, sponsor of the podcast. Uh, Biden, considering an executive order against Bitcoin, has been very vague. The white house wants crypto rules as a matter of national security i agree joe biden i don't think you're saying any of this because you're mentally incapacitated but bitcoin is a matter of national security we need to get bitcoin in the hands of as many individuals american citizens as possible we need to make sure they're holding their own private keys and securing their own bitcoin we need to get bitcoin mining infrastructure integrated throughout the whole energy sector it is a matter of national security this needs to happen Apparently Biden's going to come out with an executive order. Nobody really knows what it's going to be. Do you have any any inklings? Any? I don't even
1: think Biden knows what it's going to be. (laughs) He
0: doesn't even know what day it is. So,
1: (laughs) (laughs) look, I keep. I mean, look, I hope that we're wrong and that like the on ramps don't get closed, but like I've been operating for six years now, maybe longer on the on the expectation that we might not be able to buy bitcoin through regulated services like we could you could buy exposure to bitcoin but not actually withdraw it or if you did withdraw it there'd be severe limitations on it so i mean i think that's how everyone regardless of what jurisdiction you're on you know bitcoin is such a uh, is, is is the best money we've ever had like if you want you and your family to have it like you should probably be trying to accumulate it sooner rather than later because. I expect the on ramps to
0: get cut. Yes. Accumulated accumulate to whilst you control. Right. Don't be complacent with this. It could happen at any moment and you will regret it uh, supremely if we get to a point where Biden's handlers wake up and they're like Ex- executive order you can't move your Bitcoin off exchanges. You'll be like fuck I wish executive you done order earlier.
1: 2106.
0: <laughs> right. Uh, could happen. I look, and
1: once again, I hope this is one of the predictions that I get completely wrong. So that'd be nice.
0: Would be nice, but prepare, prepare uh, with the assumption that it's it's going to be a correct prediction. Better, better to be safe than sorry. Is what I would argue. And who knows? I've heard some whispers. It's probably going to be a nothing burger of an executive order, but could be wrong there too.
1: I think the first one will probably be a nothing burger. They just. You know, they just keep going. They keep going, right? We just we were talking last week about the treasury, like, you know, the treasury now is trying to get more power, and they put it in a big omnibus bill or whatever. I to all large bills, we call them omnibus, or I think I don't so. Even...
0: And they're all very large bills now, so I think. I'm and really...
1: they hide it like right in the middle of a long ass bill with like very vague wording, and they're just going to keep on picking away, picking away. Um. Yeah,
0: yeah and it's important to highlight that it's lobbyists to write, write these bills. And so you think, thinking, well, what is the intent and who are the lobbyists? And I wouldn't be surprised if it's entrenched financial institutions who, who are severely threatened by the thought of, of Bitcoin and the industry growing around Bitcoin, succeeding and replacing them. Um, so uh, the regulatory moat is something that uh, many large banks benefit from. Immensely at the moment, and they they want to keep that moat, and and will pass laws via lobbyists. The politicians don't write the bills; it's the lobbyists. They'll pass laws via lobbyists that restrict Bitcoin companies, upstarts from from competing, or at least attempt to. Um, as we're seeing, it's gonna it's gonna be hard to stop Bitcoin. Like I just fucking sent a Canadian friend Bitcoin node to node, and there's somebody would have to go. To my house and unplug the node, node
1: node to node sounds kinky
0: yeah it's like docking <laughs> <laughs> don't look up what docking is uh <laughs> you're all going to now it's a funny term it's a funny it's most a funny of the
1: term. freaks already know what it is i, yeah. I would assume yeah just considering got, we got someone in the comments that goes by usd cock i just feel like
0: yeah Yeah. It's just got, just got a text from my wife. The the babysitter bailed tonight because conditions are just not that bad.
1: Yeah. I mean, people in Texas can't drive as soon as there's a little bit of ice on the road.
0: Yeah. It's fucking crazy, man. Uh, It's, Good progression of this conversation. Congressman Davidson, we're talking a lot about KYC, AML, (laughs) privacy.
1: It's like HDMI, but for penises. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry sorry for interrupting it.
0: It's a very, it's a very apt description, Braj. Uh, Thank
1: you, Braj. Appreciate it.
0: The uh, Congressman Davidson, Warren Davidson, up up from the great state of Ohio. This is great. Supports financial privacy. It's time to preserve our right to transact privacy. Privately, excuse me. Uh, ch- I feel like
1: he didn't get enough credit for this article. This is like this is straight fire. I mean, he's a sitting, he's a sitting fucking congressman. Um, and like you could tweet this shit out of the Samurai Wallet account, and people wouldn't even notice.
0: Right. So go up, car, go up to the headline. I'll read the uh, description under. Never mind. Um, yeah, it was just a. <laughs> yeah so uh, I haven't read this yet what What are your highlights?
1: He makes the full it's like everything we talk about on here in dispatch all the time like financial privacy like people need financial privacy, the importance of financial privacy uh the chilling effect that happens when people don't have financial privacy, how cash is private and how we're losing cash, and how we can't trust uh the u s government to basically come up with a digital cash alternative that actually respects privacy. I mean, this dude, like, he was, Warren was on point here. Congressman Davidson was on point
0: here. He's a great ally. I'd Love to see it. We had the uh, we had the pleasure of meeting him down here in Austin, I believe in the fall. He was at Unchained's offices at Bitcoin twenty twenty two or excuse me twenty twenty one last year too, when he was up on stage with uh, Senator Lomas. He was he was making good points about this as well. So again, like. Maybe that's, uh, we just need more people talking about this. I think there's a, I don't want to say complacency, but eh, maybe complacency is the right word or one of the right words, as well as just inaction in terms of actually getting these ideas out there on that stage. And
1: I don't know. I mean, there's still definitely the minority, right? I, yeah, like, exactly. I completely agree with you that, I mean, look, we're lucky in America that there is some separation of powers and that we're lucky you know we also have on the thing but the arizona bill that we're lucky that we have states that are flexing their own rights um and we'll talk about that in a second but ultimately the bitcoin caucus is still very small there's not that many of of us on the hill i guess us i'm gonna say us i guess um there's like five of them right there's like five congress people whether senate or congressmen that are pro bitcoin and then the financial privacy niche of the bitcoin niche is going to be even smaller because you already see on bitcoin twitter is small right like what is the privacy niche of of bitcoin twitter like 10 percent max if that And that's... I'm not even trying to... I'm not including, like, the crypto Twitter types, too, right? If you include crypto Twitter types, it's, like, 1%. yeah. Yeah,
0: Everybody's number go up. Number go up. Number doesn't go up. So, like, even if we have the
1: states flex, even if we have the states flex, they're still going to be like, yeah, well, you know, just hold it in Coinbase or, or, you know, you can hold it in your own address, but reuse that address and sign it for us, you know, and... And and if you want to spend it, just make sure you just ask us if it's illicit activity first and whether or not you could spend it. And and then you get to see your purchasing power increase. Yeah.
0: Stop. stop What's ben. up? <laughs> yeah. Ben we were talking about you earlier. Uh
1: Ben, make sure you're you have a UPS connected to that umbral node. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh yeah. Well, Again, Rep Davidson going out there, putting these ideas forward is a good sign. It's, good st- it's, it's something you want to see. More of this is what I would say, not, not from you particularly, Warren, but from others who, who believe this. Again, like we talk about like financial privacy is, should be a human right. It's, it's not a crime. The whole, oh, if you have nothing to hide, then what are you worried about is a terrible argument. It's the, the number one argument that these people go to, but it, I don't fucking want you to know what I'm doing with my money. It's my money my money, my choice. Okay. I'll do what I want with it. As long I'm not, as long I'm not harming others, leave me the fuck alone. And again, I don't, it's like creepy that you want to know exactly how much money I'm making, where it's going. And, it, and it's in, it's uh, indicative of the state of the, the empire, if you will, the American empire. This is typically what happens at the end of empires is they get so bankrupt. They're so indebted. Someone
1: that, bought it in 2020.
0: What are you saying?
1: I was trying. I went to Namecheap to try and buy "My Money, My Choice."
0: You're see, you're talking to the comments. I can't even see them. The freaks at home listening to the podcast app no, have no, no idea no. what you're mentioning.
1: I, I wasn't looking at the comments. You said "My Money, My Choice." I oh. said I thought that was a very good comment. I went to buy the domain <laughs> while you continued to talk, and it was purchased oh. in 2020. I'm sorry. Continue.
0: I'm sorry. My money, my choice. It is a good idea. My money, my choice. I yeah, just someone
1: that. someone owns it. I don't own it.
0: Um. I lost where I was going. No oh, financial I
1: know, privacy. I was on, that's on me.
0: No, yeah, it's. I thought you were talking. No, it's on me. I thought you. I used it as an opportunity <laughs> to like lash out at the comment conversation. But, uh, it's a human right. Like financial privacy is nothing. Is not a bad. It's thing. It's a
1: human fight.
0: And this human fight as I well. Don't. Yeah. God, I had something to and say. Look,
1: I think private usage, private Bitcoin usage, is protected uh, by the Fourth Amendment of the Constitution. If you believe in that shitcoin coin, uh it should protect it. But uh we'll see how much that means.
0: I think the first amendment too. I think it's free speech. Bitcoin is oh, just 100%. speech hundred percent. Bitcoin yeah. is just speech at the end of the day. It is letters and numbers. Shout out Beautyon. It is code. Beauty on will die on this hill.
1: But it fourth is. is unreasonable search and seizure. Yes. So I mean it's, the actual privacy of it.
0: It's like not like, using
1: it privately.
0: That's not respected anymore. We have no knock rates. Well, no, no.
1: So the way they got around with like the Bank Secrecy Act or whatever is because they have something called the third party doctrine where if you share that information with a third party, then you don't have an expectation of privacy. But if you're using your own node and holding your own keys, you're not sharing that information with a third party. So it should be protected by the Fourth Amendment.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's why you run your own node. That's why you control your keys, freaks. It will protect you from the long arm the U.S. government, which is always coming after you. Oh, that's where I was going. The end of empires. These nations are so indebted. They increase their their efforts to tax collect because they need to pay back what they can't pay in, in typical tax revenue because they've overextended themselves. And this is this is why you see the encroachment or part of the reason why. Like they want to control you. They hate you. And they, they want you to act in certain ways because... They don't like you actually being free, but on top of that, they, they have racked up so much debt that they need to squeeze out every Satoshi from you because uh, they need to pay back the debts they've accrued. And this is uh, if you read Roman history, I mean, obviously tax collectors were were a big part of their society. Uh, towards the end of the Catholic Church, the tithes the Catholic church was a quasi nation state ruler uh, leading up to the 16th century and the taxes that they put on their constituents got exorbitant towards the end. That's why Martin Luther stood up and said, enough is enough. Here's the 95 theses. You have no control over the Bible anymore. We're going to, we're going to translate it for the masses so they can read it themselves. And they'll find that these tithes that you've been thrusting on them are, are actually not justified by the Bible at all. Um, the indulgences are not necessarily tithes. You pay your tithe to God. The indulgences where people were paying to get into heaven were, were essentially just exorbitant taxes on on the people living in the 15th, 16th century. So this happens at the end of every empire. It's happening now. Be aware of it and fight back. Maybe maybe this we have this opportunity living in 2022 In the digital age, we have communication tools and information services like this podcast where we can get the word out quicker and identify the problem first, which is we have these flailing governments around the world trying to clamp down and control and just say, hey, you guys fucked up. You overextended yourselves. Let's just recognize that. Let's let's cut our losses and we're going to go build this parallel economy with Bitcoin and, and distributed systems.
1: Sorry, I'm sorry. Sorry, what is like the South Park uh, with BP? That's what I thought of.
0: Sorry, sorry. (laughs) Uh, Matt mentioned it uh, in passing, but yes, last week, big news out of Arizona. Is this big news? No, I don't. I mean, I think it's just a publicity stunt. Um, I don't get it. Bill introduced to make Bitcoin legal tender in Arizona. Car and I were talking about but this before. It's not like
1: El Salvador. It's not like El Salvador legal tender, right?
0: No, well, it's not going to pass. I think Wyoming tried to do this. It's technically unconstitutional to actually do this. But it was,
1: their As senator introduced it, though.
0: Yes. Yeah. So, so Wendy it's Rogers like the,
1: it's like their real senator right it's like the one of two national senators
0: yes and she's been trying it's not like
1: some random state representative or something
0: yeah but it seems like she's uh, on a, a in engage in an effort to court uh, the Bitcoin constituency the shit
1: corners too did you see yeah. like the where, she was like tweeting about like ADA
0: where am I Cardano she's like, is, is Cardano
1: the future or am I just missing something or something yeah. like that
0: yeah so here's the bill, uh, and there was and there was another one too. I think they're allowed about-
1: to. It's just it just it doesn't mean it's tax free, which is like probably the number one benefit of legal tender.
0: No, I mean if this bill passes in Arizona, the federal government's gonna give them a tongue lashing and potentially. Uh,
1: but don't a bunch of states have the ability to? To basically make their own gold coins, yeah. And this so, is what I was, my I mean, understanding was, yeah. So be, how is this any different?
0: It has to be gold or silver because it's defined as literally gold or silver. Yeah, but Bitcoin's digital
1: gold. So,
0: <laughs> hey, don't don't put Bitcoin in a box, okay?
1: You you got to read between the lines.
0: So you can read here. So the word I think the most important word in all of this is "specie." So you can see a bullet two there: "specie issued at any time by the United States government." And then "specie." As defined by uh, any other species uh, that a court of competent jurisdiction rules by final, la la, la 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 There's something in the Constitution. Um, so, this is if you go to the Constitution, you're not going to, we don't have to pull it up now, but in the Constitution, it defines specific species. Pull up the
1: Constitution, car.
0: Specific species being uh, gold and silver, I believe, if anybody in the comments wants to. Um, having... Pre- yeah, it's it's at the bottom there, the very bottom. It literally Specie says means, it on the bottom, she yeah, put
1: the definition. <laughs> coins
0: having precious metal content. Uh, and I believe gold and silver are the only precious metals under that definition. Besides Bitcoin. Yeah. She's trying to... Eh, who knows? Maybe she can get something uh, pushed through and then it starts a conversation. I mean, if anything, it's a conversation starter. Like I believe Bitcoin should be legal tender. I believe you do as well. Uh, and I do think... I mean... Again, going back to El Salvador, I, I do want somebody to do a deep dive on the nature of the international trade agreements and what happens when a country defines a certain currency as legal tender. Like, does every counterpart in that trade agreement have to recognize that currency is legal as legal? Well? tender They haven't yet. Yeah, but do they like technically? Like, can somebody? Bitcoin Magazine, CoinDesk, Wall Street Journal. Somebody like, do some good journalistic research into this and dive into those trade agreements and, and give us a definitive answer. Like, is, is it the case that these counterparts in these trade agreements should be, obviously they are not right now, should, but should they by you know, definitionally under the law have to recognize Bitcoin as legal tender because of El Salvador's move?
1: Well, not legal tender. Are they, legal tender is a wrong word, but like foreign currency, right? And yes. then it's treated like foreign currency. Yes. Rather than
0: like a commodity. Which would have but, massive uh, tax implications.
1: Yeah, yeah. But even if it did, even if it did, like somehow like we won a court case and like we got it treated as foreign currency, like they would close that loophole so fucking quickly.
0: Well, I, but again, like, it's mimetics narrative game. It like proves like why are they doing that? Uh, no, but because... this
1: is like so like another thing we have on the list is like uh a group of congressmen put forward this a new bill, which has been attempted multiple times, which is this idea that uh, for smaller Bitcoin transactions you don't pay capital gains tax for
0: two hundred dollars. What is this a transaction know, it, for? Well, first of all,
1: wait no, it's two hundred dollars. I agree that it's ridiculously low, but it's two hundred dollars worth of gains, so it could actually be a transaction that's larger than two hundred dollars, depending uh. on when you purchase the Bitcoin. But in two hundred dollars worth of realized gains as part of the transaction. It's exempt so it's actually a bit more than two hundred dollars like- um for instance like i mean if you if you bought if, if you bought bitcoin yesterday at like 37k and today it's at 37 200 um you can do a significantly high transaction where you're not realizing 200 gain uh, um okay. But anyway, my point is, because that's how it's worded. That's my, I'm not a lawyer. That's my understanding. Gains of $200 or less. Um, but uh, like some people are like, oh, I'm just going to structure all my transactions so that I do like 20 payments of 199 Like you know, these guys professionally take our money for a living. Like that's all they do. Like they're not gonna, they're not gonna just let our whole industry just like restructure our shit. So it's like right underneath whatever the limit ends up being. It's like, there's an element of naivety there or naivete there that, that exists on Bitcoin Twitter, where it's like, some of it is, yeah, just joking. I understand. That's cool. But some of it is actually like, people actually believe it, you know, like, Voting accidents, uh, structuring transactions, like all these different, like you can't be cheeky with them. Like that's how you end up in jail. Like they'll just fucking put a gun to your head.
0: Yeah, they don't care. They do not care. Pay your taxes, freaks. Uh, car, you just had it up. I think. I mean, that was not what. But we that were would just be a great about.
1: bill, regardless.
0: Yeah, it would be. Uh, but this is different. because, Yeah. Go ahead.
1: Okay, this is different. Yeah, this is the wrong one. There's a different one. I think I put it in the list.
0: Yeah. This is maybe list. I didn't. No, you did. RS signals retreat on block reward taxation.
1: Oh no, I put this in the list, but there's a different the 200 dollars de minimis thing is this it's really important because people like we talk all day, every day about I, when I say we Bitcoiners, about how we need these different protocol improvements to like make bitcoin more likely to be spent so people spend it instead of holding it like we have lightning now it's easier to spend it and like we need wallets that support it so it's easier to spend the single biggest thing holding back a bitcoin uh the bitcoin economy in terms of actually earning bitcoin and spending bitcoin is burdensome tax tax regulation it is the number one reason by far like it's not even fucking close um, so if we get to, if we start to see governments like El Salvador, right, where they come in and they basically, I mean, fucking de minimis, ex- uh, uh, exception, there. like, if you're an El Salvador, uh, resident, like, and you're not a U.S. citizen, because U.S. just taxes everyone no matter what, if, if you're a U.S. citizen wherever you live, uh, you have no capital gains tax when you, when you, when you send Bitcoin, um, and as a result we can actually start to see uh, a bitcoin economy grow there that's the main whole thing holding everything back
0: yeah yeah like that 20 dollars i just sent the canadian truckers i should just be able to send that right With no tax implications it's fucked up it's fucked up hey us government do you want us to be free i don't think so but props for props are due uh, to Joshua Jarrett, who sued the IRS uh, for a refund in two thousand and nineteen. He reported proof of stake uh, gains or staking rewards as income on his tax uh, on his tax statement that year. And he asked for a refund for that income because he he didn't sell it yet. and he he wanted it to be defined as, something like a crop that you grow. So it's, it's, you're, you're not actually working for it. It's not income. You're not technically getting paid by anybody, but you're producing a good, which is the, the tokens produced by that staking activity. I'm not sure what chain he was staking on, but he sued the IRS. Uh, it was an ETH. <laughs> for not, for not giving him, it was an ETH, for not giving his refund on that staking income. And so that's going to court. And basically what happened uh, this week or last week is the IRS Uh, It seems as though they believe they're going to lose the case, so they are attempting to give Joshua his refund back, and he's he's refusing to take the refund back because he thinks... Yeah, they're trying to settle. Yeah, they're trying to settle, and he's saying, no, I don't want to settle. I'm going to follow through with the case so that everybody in uh, my position can benefit from the ability to not have to pay income tax on the the gains. He wants
1: to set a precedent.
0: Yes, Uh, which is... Massive shout out to Joshua for fighting this battle. Uh, And so his particular case about proof of stake gains. But if he wins the battle, it seems that this will be very beneficial for Bitcoin miners as well.
1: Yeah, that's the important part.
0: Yeah. And so you'll be able to- Because
1: right now as it stands, if you're mining Bitcoin, you owe income tax based on the price that the Bitcoin was worth at the time of mining it. Which means when we enter dump, when we when Bitcoin dumps like we're in this situation right now, uh, miners are put in like a a, a a bit of a scary situation where their tax their the 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 tax liability can outweigh the amount of Bitcoin they have, or make up a significant portion of it. So to be a prudent tax compliant miner, you basically have to constantly sell Bitcoin to just keep it on the side to keep your like tax liabilities on the side. Um if this actually sets precedent, then you won't have to do that.
0: Yeah. You won't you would the precedent would be it's not taxed as income, it's taxed as something that is produced like a crop or some other good. A
1: cow, right? Isn't it like arguing it's like a cow.
0: Yes. And then you would only be taxed at the point of sale. Um, if you were to sell the Bitcoin. And then it's like, do you pay capital gains tax or sales tax on that? Um, I think you
1: pay income and
0: cap gains on that at that point? Yeah. Maybe maybe just income, though. I don't know.
1: I have no idea. Never, never, haven't owned a cow yet. Looking forward to
0: it. Not a tax accountant or a tax lawyer, but uh, this seems...
1: Consult your local accountant.
0: Yes. But this would be massive. And it seems like the IRS is backing up if they're trying to settle. Um, So here's to bringing attention to this case and encouraging Joshua as he as he embarks on on actually setting a precedent which would benefit I would, a uh, massive amount of people in the United States
1: i would argue it's a bigger deal for uh proof of stake chains um but uh but you know obviously it could be a massive benefit for proof of work the reason i argue it's a, it's a um it's a bigger deal for proof of stake chains is because uh so proof of stake chains usually incorporate some kind of inflationary element right and they say the inflation isn't as bad even though bitcoin is a fixed supply the forever inflation isn't so bad because if you stake you can you can get a piece of that inflation so you don't get diluted right Mm -hmm. but what that's a that's a that's a poor tax strategy In the current regime because that portion that you're trying to make up for not being diluted is then taxed and taken by the government so you end up giving a significant portion of your forever inflation to the local governments um and that's what's really cool about bitcoin being fixed supply as opposed to um inflation a situation where like oh because they'll say it's the same right like the argument is oftentimes made that it's the same, but it's a it's a non-tax beneficial setup compared to a fixed supply currency. Does that make sense? Did I explain that all right?
0: Yes, yes, I believe you did. Staking, staking. You're right. Ethereum uh, definitely wasn't staking on that chain. They're not proof of stake yet, and they they completely changed. They're not. It's not ETH 2.0 anymore. ETH, they they threw out ETH. ETH did 2.0. you see
1: like what is that like this? The surge, the surge, did you see Yeah, that stuff?
0: shout out to uh the simple or uh Simply Bitcoin podcast, Eco and CoinKaris. They uh they had a great rip on this, like just looking at the the roadmap for the transition to uh to ETH two the splurge. Yeah, they had I like, don't
1: think it's it's that's yeah, the joke is the splurge, j- right? Yeah. It's so actually have, the surge or something. Yeah,
0: like the surge, the merge, the verge. <laughs> It's like completely idiotic. Like you, you're all getting not. fooled. Like, yeah. It's never going to happen. It's never going to happen. Keeps getting pushback. This is the year. I mean, they, they're putting all their eggs in 2022. They, they, put it, they put their eggs in 2021, 2020, many years past, but it seems like everybody uh, in the Ethereum world is like 2022 is the year is happening. Like, if if it doesn't happen this year... They
1: do that every year, though.
0: I know. The hopium. Hopium.
1: If it doesn't happen this year, they'll just plan on next year.
0: Yes. Uh, We don't have to get into the wormhole stuff. It's just, like... It's hilarious.
1: Whatever. A bunch of money was lost in a Solana Ethereum thing.
0: Yeah. You you can... uh, not even gonna get into it. Kraken <laughs> proof of reserves. Uh, that's we happened. didn't have
1: it on the list. I didn't put it where I'm all on the list.
0: I know, it was just on top of my mind. And had somebody like text me about it. i like, oh, what is this like? See, and if it's like if you don't clear. use
1: Solana or ETH, you
0: it's you're actually not pretty. By it's pretty it. disconcerting. Not disconcerting. But it's just like, oh, the shitcoiners have so much money. Like they lost two hundred million dollars within a day, and they
1: just paid for it. <laughs> yeah, like users didn't lose actually. Us, users didn't lose any money. They just like took a portion of the pre-mine and just paid for it.
0: Yeah, it's
1: which is both commendable and also fucked.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean. <sighs> We won't get it. Let's focus on good things like Kraken on Proof of Reserves. (laughs) Uh, So if you're a Kraken user, customer, uh, you can now confirm that they they hold as much Bitcoin as they they say they do. This is Uh, pretty cool. Yeah, Proof of Reserves is an idea that's been around for quite a while. Nick Carter is a big champion of Proof of Reserves and obviously...
1: Yeah, Dude that was pre tungsten cubes. He for, was pro proof of reserves. Yes. Uh, yeah.
0: Shout out! Shout out to Coinfloor in the UK. They've been proof of reserves since 2014, I believe. Uh, they've set the precedent. Krakens joined their ranks. Uh, I believe Bitstamp has it. Does Bitstamp have it? Or are Bitfinex. I have no idea. I don't either. But all to, these
1: exchanges have proof of reserves. They just usually send it to chain surveillance firms, so don't let you get to see
0: it. <laughs> what are you throwing stuff at?
1: Sorry, I'm starting to rubber band at the screen.
0: Yeah, Interesting. But uh, due to the nature of Bitcoin and the, the ability to validate uh, that Bitcoin is in certain places that, that people say it is, uh, exchanges have the ability, if they're uh, running an operation that is actually above board and doing what they say they do, they should be able to prove that they have all the Bitcoin that they're customers uh, that they're claiming that their customers own on exchange if they haven't taken into possession yet. And so what you can do is use cryptography um, to basically validate that the exchange has <laughs> a certain amount of bitcoin.
1: Wait. It. How do they do that?
0: What do you mean? They
1: sign they sign addresses. Yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right. It's, yeah, it's a double-edged sword. Come the,
1: come full circle.
0: It's uh it's it's a benefit and a and a negative. Con- uh, depending on the context of, of the the address signing. Um, so yeah, you can you can if you're a Kraken user, you can verify uh, that the Bitcoin they say that you own or that they owe you, uh, they actually have, and you will be able to receive, when and if you decide to to take it into your own possession. So, shout out to Kraken. This is a big move.
1: Definitely good to see.
0: Props where props are due. Chill with the shit coins and the staking. Seeing Jeremy Welch yeah, out there to. pumping steak. Come on, dude! Come on! They uh, love
1: the shit They Say, okay. cracking.
0: I know. I have not uh, dove into this topic, so I'll let you take this one. And I'm sure. You what can topic? The fulcrum Electrum server uh, being much more performant. Oh, this
1: is fucking awesome! No. Uh, so, um, so when you use when you use uh, most a lot of wallets, the back end is an Electrum server. Uh, that Electrum server can either be a public Electrum server where you're trusting someone else to run it. A lot of people, uh, a lot of people theorize that it's chain surveillance companies that are running them because they can track your transactions and your balances, or it could be your own Electrum server. So over the last few years, we've seen these full node projects, these full node implementations where you can run on a single board computer, uh, a bunch of different, you can run your own node on them, right? And a key element of that is you can run your own Electrum server. Most of them are running Electrus. Um, some some of them are running Electrum X. Uh, some people are running Electrum X manually, but most of them are running Electrus, um, which is Electrum Rust server. Then you take that server. You can connect it over to Sparrow. You can connect it over to Blue Wallet. You can connect it over to Specter. You can connect it to whatever the hell you want to connect it to. Now, most people uh, reuse addresses, buy and hold. Um, so they don't actually go through, we were talking earlier about HD wallets and with HD wallets, you have something considered an address step, which is you get an address number zero, address number one, address number two, address number three, and you're generating addresses. The more addresses you use, the deeper your wallet is, the more stress that goes on an Electrum server. So Sparrow uses Electrum server as a backend, right? Sparrow recently integrated Whirlpool. And as a result, what that meant was people were using more addresses than the typical Electrum user usually was because they were doing a bunch of coin joins, they were doing a bunch of collaborative transactions. And what was happening was Electrus and Electromex were both really struggling, specifically on these single board computers, these Raspberry Pis, these Rock Pros. Um, so Craig looked around and he actually found a different, more lightweight performant uh, Electrum server that's called Fulcrum. And I don't know if it has the exact. Can you pull up the, the number? What was the number you said? It's fucking insane. It's. Uh, I can pull it up real quick. Uh, I wish I just had this number. Here, go down
0: to Fulcrum Car on this page. You've It's
1: like fucking crazy.
0: No, not there. The um, right. Yeah, there.
1: There it is. Initial load, Fulcrum is 22 times faster than Electrum X and 300 times faster than elect- Electris. And on <laughs> Wallet Refresh, Fulcrum is eight times faster than Electrum X and one and a half times faster than Electris. So it's it's way, way, way faster than Electris. Um, super lightweight, um, compatible with all Electrum server, uh, Electrum server type of wallets that connect to Electrum servers. Now, there's one caveat uh, Oh, fully open source software, MIT license. Anyone can fork it. Anyone can use it. The one caveat is that it is it is uh, it's paid for by a Bcash company. Like the main developer is paid by a Bcash company.
0: Hey, props for um, props are due.
1: But I mean, I think that makes complete. Sense. Electromax is done by a Bitcoin SV guy. But, you know, and it like kind of makes sense that like. The developers on the chains that have like unreasonably large uh, data <laughs> constraints would make more performant servers, right? Because yeah, they're getting fucking sense. stressed all the time. Yeah. Uh, look at this. Look at these numbers right here. Initial load. Look how look how crazy that difference is.
0: It's an order of magnitude, maybe two.
1: It's three three hundred x quicker than Electros on ele- initial load. That's insane.
0: Shout out to the Fulcrum team. Props and props for do.
1: Well, shout out to Craig
0: and, and Craig. Fulcrum, I guess. Shout out to Craig for finding this and implementing it into Sparrow Wallet. With that being said, I mean, you brought up a good point again, going back to Xpubs and all that stuff. Another area where we could help educate here. It's something I went through personally. And it scared the shit out of me. Like, so if you use something like a BTC pay server. Like we do at TFTC and like for shoutouts or something, like that, donations and what you do is you upload an X pub so they're not reusing addresses. But what you'll come to find is that a lot of users will come and they'll create an invoice and they just won't pay it. So if you don't pay an invoice, yep. it goes to the next address in the X pub. And if you have It gets in-
1: deep as fuck real yeah, quick. It
0: gets deep as fuck real quick. But on top of that, like since people aren't paying two addresses uh, created in every invoice like and you have like multiple invoices created without somebody paying to that address it, like if, in typical wallet software Sparrow does this very well actually um but like typical like if you plug your Trezor in or your cold card uh, it won't find the addresses that have been paid to um so it'll look like in your account that you don't have any bitcoin but you can see on your btc pay server that invoices are being paid to certain addresses. But when you go to check your actual wallet, if you're using a hardware wallet, uh, it, it will look like there's no Bitcoin in the the HD account that is associated with that BTC pay server. So what you have to do is connect that hardware wallet to a wallet like Sparrow and what it's called jump forward and try to find uh, the addresses. It's
1: called it, gap limit, right? Yeah,
0: there's a gap limit. So like after 100 addresses, it'll just stop showing up in You'll
1: stop checking if there's more than a gap of, uh, I think the standard one is 20. Like if, yes. if you have 20 addresses that are generated that don't have a balance, it just won't even look at address 21 after that. Yes. Unless you manually change the gap limit.
0: So don't fret if you run into this problem, your Bitcoin's most likely there. You just have to connect your hardware wallet to a software that'll allow you to jump forward yeah. and increase the gap limit to, to look for that Bitcoin.
1: Your Bitcoin is most likely there. Yes. I echo that statement. Yes. Not your Bitcoins. Your Bitcoins.
0: <laughs> Uh Wow, you had a great list this week. I'm loving... This is a very dense episode. We had... uh was a
1: very big week.
0: Yeah. We had... Uh, Sa- Michael Saylor uh, had Jack Dorsey and Lynn Alden on uh, for his Bitcoin for Corporations 2022 uh, symposium When did Lynn conference. come on? She was on it right before Jack. Um, and oh, so
1: had- so they did double keynotes?
0: Yeah, two so keynotes. So it was
1: Sailor and Lynn and then Sailor and, and Dorsey?
0: Yes, yes. Uh, Lynn's was incredible. How great was
1: it when I, I only saw like a little bit and I almost saw the part where Dorsey was like, I have a miner and I'm mining no KYC sats through Slushpool mm-hmm. and then I'm sending it to Moon Wallet and then I'm buying tacos with it.
0: Yeah. The beauty of Bitcoin again, self sovereign. So
1: fucking awesome!
0: You can plug a miner in uh, in a permissionless. Uh, BTC fashion.
1: pins has said Lynn was at the end, Dorsey was the beginning. I uh, ended it.
0: My bad, I got it mixed up. But yeah, I mean that's the beauty, especially from a mining perspective. You want to talk about the beauty of Bitcoin? Like completely permissionless. You can permission permissionlessly plug in a machine, point your hash. At a pool or solo mine, as if you want to, it seems to be very hot these days if there's another solo miner that mined a block earlier today, I believe. Uh, uh, You get Bitcoin to a wallet you control. Yeah, it's definitely some shadow hash rate, like pool gaming thing.
1: But it's It's not, I mean, I think it's wrong to call it solo miner because it's a pool miner with a different payout structure. Yes. Like that's the number one distinction that should be made. Yes. But by the way, that one is allegedly a freak. He, uh, I got messaged about it.
0: Boss, congrats to you, Freak.
1: Yeah, It was a single S9. He had been mining for 24 hours on solo CK pool.
0: What? He just moved his hash to his CK? A
1: single S9. He moved to for single a S9 because he like, he like heard us talking about it in a rabbit hole and stuff. And he saw the hype about it. And he moved to single S9. 24 hours later, he hit he hit the lottery. Just
0: fucking hit. Hey, 220K cuck bucks richer. Yeah, or more yeah. importantly at least uh, 625 million sats richer. Um, I don't know what the fees were associated with that, so it's more than that. Congrats to you, Freak. I'm pumped for you. Uh, yeah. If you want to... Uh, I mean, if you... Cheers. If, if you want to pay us a finder's fee for pushing you towards that that pool... Uh, well, I don't want to di- take
1: full credit for it. You said the <laughs> hype the hype got him into it. <laughs> I'm, I'm fucking remember. with
0: him. I'm fucking with you. bottle your to the, sats, Freak. Yes. Uh, go check out the, the Sailor interview with Dorsey with Jack Dorsey, and uh, wow, I just pulled a U there, just called him Dorsey, uh, with Jack and It's Lynn. so much
1: more convenient calling
0: him Dorsey. <laughs> uh, incredible conversations. Uh, it's really good, just a peek of the mind of Jack specifically, thinking about how uh, businesses You don't know, no call about...
1: Sailor Michael.
0: I do. Michael. I call Mikey. Michael actually.
1: and Jack having a conversation. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, well, they go by their their Twitter handles. He's at Sailor, and Jack is at Jack, right? And I think that's he
1: wasn't always at Sailor. They got him at Sailor. Oh, he yeah. was like Michael Underdash Sailor or something
0: for a while. Yeah, yeah, that that weak ass handle. Um, yeah. go watch it. Uh, it's incredible. Yeah, and then lens too as well. Uh, Bitcoin from a macro perspective, Bitcoin is money. Yeah, I gotta watch it. Lightning network, all that jazz, all all covered. Uh, and I, I
1: appreciated that Sailor and MicroStrategy just put it up on YouTube and didn't like make us like go to one of those like Harvest email websites where you have to like put in your email to see the live stream.
0: Yeah. Shout out to you, Michael. uh, the, uh... <laughs> Which one? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, and they just bought a shit ton more Bitcoin this week too. I believe, I believe. I the mean, sec- not that much. Six hundred more. <laughs> oh, not that much.
1: <laughs> I mean, <laughs> not 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 in their scheme of. Things. They have
0: like one hundred and twenty-two thousand yeah. right now, I believe, which is insane.
1: Like, do you even do we even consider it news anymore when they buy like another amount?
0: Well, I think we should bring it up because we should, we should try to induce FOMO and other corporations. Like you are going to let MicroStrategy buy all all the Bitcoins?
1: They don't Bitcoin. self custody it yet,
0: not yet. Somebody, somebody has. I to like.
1: What if we we refer to Bitcoin held by custodians can be bitcoins, and then like real Bitcoin is
0: Bitcoin. Ooh, you can sidebar that. We'll sidebar that. We'll. we'll, we'll uh, I like they that own bitcoins.
1: They just don't own Bitcoin.
0: Yes, uh, and then that's, it, it diminishes <laughs> the the importance of bitcoins in some plural. The uh, well aware. Somebody hopped in my Menchies this week and was like, Wh- whatever you talk about, like corporations not holding their keys, you have to mention like <laughs> SEC rules, like they're legally not allowed to uh, after a certain Coinbase
1: amount. fucking does it. Yeah. Coinbase <laughs> holds way more than MicroStrategy holds. They do it all themselves. They don't outsource it to yeah. fucking another company.
0: Yeah, I don't want, I don't like a, an appeal to SEC laws. for changing the game here. If you can take control of your keys, take control of your money you and prove that you can do that, uh, in,
1: Coinbase figured out how to do it FTX figured out how to do it Binance figured out how to do it BitMEX figured out how to do it Bitfinex figured out how to do it Bitstamp figured out how to do it Like come on man
0: Yeah But the exchanges get a pass Yeah, It's all all bullshit uh,
1: And they have to do withdrawals too In this case like MicroStrategy just is hodling They just have to do a cold storage setup They don't even have to handle a hot wallet Where they're doing withdrawals to to random people on the internet. So it's a, it's much easier than a Coinbase implementation or a Binance implementation or an FTX implementation.
0: Yeah, it's certainly uh, certainly less risky for somebody who's just hodling. Uh, we have no shout outs this week, so we're gonna go straight to uh, software updates. If you freaks wanna get a shout out in before the end of the show, I will refresh our BTC I'm, pay server.
1: And freak, if 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 one of you freaks sent in a shout out that Marty's not reading right now, feel free to to reach out to me. And uh,
0: hey, dude, <laughs> I can promise you, I, I'm not seeing. Are any you censoring the Benz? No. Oh. Did they send me one?
1: I know. I don't know. I'm just fucking around. I'm looking
0: at it right now. It's not. I'm just
1: keeping you honest. I have no. I have no view into the server, so I have no. Hey, view. I
0: made peace with the bands this week. I I quit. I mean, tweeted, you
1: tried to. You tried to block the shoegate article from being talked about last week.
0: No, I didn't. I just like I'm done talking about shoe. Yeah, gate.
1: car car pulled it up. You you didn't want it on the list.
0: And we read it. We read it. We read we it. We did. It did. Oh shoe.
1: Yeah, you. I, I saw you <clears> tweeted <throat> out Ben's um, ben, Ben's new mommy blog.
0: Yes, it's a good blog. Should we jump to that? Let's just jump to that, and we'll get back to software updates.
1: It's a great blog. Yeah. Dark mode only.
0: That, was, that is an incredible Ben, the car man has uh, little attention to detail that you just have to respect. He's a, he's a dark mode maximalist. Uh, did you, you
1: see what happens when you use do it in light mode?
0: He's just, just like all white, right?
1: The Yeah. The, it's white on white text. So <laughs> <laughs> you can't see shit.
0: Um, so Ben started a bi-weekly semi-monthly, um, Newsletter. It'll be interchanging. It's with, every
1: two weeks.
0: Yeah, bi weekly, <laughs> uh, semi monthly uh, newsletter. It's very technical. Wow. He's working for the Bitcoin company, uh, but the Bitcoin company has another newsletter too. It's like more beginner focused. I think they have
1: like, yeah, exactly. This is like the more complicated one, and then they have a, a like a mainstream one.
0: Yes. And so Ben's first edition of his mommy blog, Ben's Bites. Uh, dove into Taproot and um, a bunch of other technical um, sort of topics Musig and uh, Frost and how these will affect Bitcoin or could potentially affect Bitcoin or what they will enable moving forward uh, so go check out his mommy blog you can check it out www.benbytes.io that's B-E-N B-Y-T-E-S dot I-O Fucking uh, bears mug. Bear's mug. What are these bears doing? They're all weird. They're
1: fucking. It's a bear orgy.
0: Yeah, it's disgusting. Fair it's enough.
1: disgusting. Of course Marty's. A... <laughs> it's
0: disgusting. I don't want to see bestiality on my on my wavelength. It's
1: not bestiality there. if bears are fucking each other.
0: Yeah, that's a good point.
1: That's just normal sex. Well
0: Yeah. It's yeah, an orgy, right.
1: but it's it's not bestiality.
0: Yeah, beast beast orgy. I had is it bestiality if you be- jerk off to it?
1: Maybe, yeah. <laughs> Probably. Um, that's interspecies, but not like yeah. gold or silver, like species. Okay. Um, I, had, we, I did a lot. I did an in person rip with uh, Ben and Tony on Dispatch this week.
0: Yeah, I know. It was so really go good. Go check I ch-
1: that out. We talked about the mommy blog a little bit there, too.
0: I had a chance to tune in for like 45 minutes. It was a very good conversation. Oh, sweet. I thought, what happened to Jelly? He was just like hanging out in the background, like, didn't want to. What, Moon? Yeah.
1: Yeah, he when, was just fucking sitting there on the couch and wouldn't participate.
0: Yeah, I was like, listen, I was like, well, I thought Justin was gonna be on it. He was um, like
1: heckling me off mic, and no one could hear him.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's but
1: I, what... I put him in the description. I was like, I'm gonna still put you in the description because he told me like <laughs> last minute he wasn't, he wasn't, he didn't feel like doing. It. He said he, he'll say to come on when he has something to say. He doesn't have something to say. But as soon as we stopped pressing recording, he didn't stop talking. So yeah,
0: that's typically how it works.
1: That's what always happens, you know. Yeah.
0: Yeah. On to software updates. BTC Pay Server version 1.4.2 has been released. I got to say, I upgraded to this. I missed the old UI. That's all I'm going to say. And that's probably just a user tendency. I haven't gotten used to it yet. Uh, Mempool version 2.3.1 has been released. Sparrow Wallet version 1.5.6 has been released. Spectre Desktop version 1.8.1 has been released. BlueWallet version 6.2.18 has been released. Declare version 0.7.0 has been released. Umbrel version 0.4.13 has been released. Mercury Wallet version 0.6.0 has been released. Zap Android version 0.5.5 beta has been released and Nix Bitcoin version 0.0.64 has been released. As always, I don't think there's any critical vulnerabilities in any of these updates. Uh, if you're running these software, these updates are available. You don't have to rush to, to to update if you don't want to, but be aware of them. And there's a lot of development going on in the space. That was a long software update segment. There, shout out to all Love the team Love to see it. You really do.
1: Bitcoin you're, is not stagnant as the haters lead you to believe.
0: It is. It is not at all. Um, there's a proposal to remove memos from lightning invoices, which is probably a very good idea. Um,
1: yeah, I support for, for, this proposal
0: from a privacy perspective. Uh,
1: yeah. So what's interesting is a memo is actually signed uh, by your by your lightning node, so it is actually very similar to AOPP in that you can sign any piece of information in the memo field, and it's cryptographically verifiable and attached. To your non rotating public key of your node. Um, So, just another case where a lot of these things are already happening, but we don't really have the pushback that we'd like to see there. Um, And to the people that say, oh, well, memos are nice because when I open my wallet, I can see what I spent things on or received things on, we can still have memos that are locally done where, yeah, the receiver labels it, the sender labels it, it's optional, you keep it locally. But it doesn't have to actually be transferred with the invoice and be cryptographically signed.
0: I mean, we saw this be a nightmare of a privacy situation in the El Salvador rollout,
1: right? right. When everyone they were literally putting people's legal names in the fucking memo.
0: Yes, and then Matt Alborg's name got stuck in it for like a week.
1: <laughs> when, well, Matt, like Matt, like exposed the situation, so they changed the mem- everyone's memo to thanks Matt Alborg after that. <laughs> Every Chivo wallet fucking memo was thanks Matt Alborg.
0: That's Matt. If you're Matt Alborg, if you're listening, just think about it. You're going to be down in history of El Salvador for a week. Fucking hilarious. <laughs> you're just thanking Matt Albor- Alborg as we rolled out uh, the Bitcoin capabilities to our citizens. It's a beautiful thing. You're part of history, Matt, in El Salvador. Matt Alborg. I must be more descriptive since I'm talking to him. Matt. Uh, We're going to just call him Alborg. Alborg, now we need to get you back on the show soon. I need to, I need to catch up with you. I always love our conversations. Uh, Alborg, I need to catch up with you. Trezor has disabled well, Mike, their web.
1: I'm right here right now.
0: <laughs> Trezor has disabled their web wallet. They will be uh, the only way to access and interact with your Trezor hardware wallet. Moving forward will be via their Trezor suite, which is a desktop app. Um, I've used it. It's pretty slick, but again, I would like if they would allow you to connect it to your own full node.
1: I mean you could just use it with Spectre or Sparrow and then you're good. Yeah, exactly. Like I'm not like I kind of I kind of respect I I I mean this this desktop app, the first party apps are to make it very easy to use for new users. Um would it be ideal if they had it like in in the drop down in the advanced menu that allowed you to connect it to your own node? Yeah, I agree. But you know, you can use it with Blue Wallet or Specter or Sparrow or Electrum and use with your own
0: node. Agreed, agreed. Be aware, freaks. Be aware, and it would also be like nice. Like, yeah, Trezor, your sweet product. Allow people to connect to their own full nodes.
1: Well, you know what the problem is, right? Like, the real reason they have this is because it makes it really easy to use shit coins with Trezor. Yes. Yes. And like, what? They're not going to give you a Solana node. They're not going to give you an ETH node. They're not like what they're going to have to go down the whole list. And they're just like, they look at their analytics or whatever and like the overwhelm, because they can see your transactions and your balances and like the overwhelming majority of their users are just shit coining left and right. Um, so that, that's why the priority is not there.
0: It's a shame. It's a shame. FTX is valued at $32 billion. Ugh. What are your thoughts impressive. on this? Very impressive. Very impressive. That, that video that... I don't know, uh, it's just a
1: big number. I felt like it should be on the list.
0: That video that SBF did this week. Got to hit the gym, bro. I didn't see it. There's tits flopping around everywhere. Um, <laughs> This is interesting, Shopify that, founder. That
1: dude's worth so much money. <laughs> I know. He's like one of the few founders that's like... I, I think... I mean, I wonder what his actual net worth is. Do we know what his net worth is? It might be more than FTX.
0: No... <laughs> I think it's like ten billion. I don't think it's over thirty-two.
1: Well, I mean, he owns a shit ton of tokens, right? Which is what changes the dynamic. Like usually, these guys usually these guys like they the majority of their wealth is the company they started, right? And he does have a significant, you know, amount of wealth from FTX in terms of equity, but also he's got a shit ton of, you know, Bitcoin and tokens and shit.
0: Yeah, I mean I think he owns like he owns a shit ton of Solana. Yeah, yeah, exactly.
1: So like when Solana was pumping, like he probably like he might not be outperforming FTX right now, but he was probably outperforming F- FTX at some point.
0: Yeah. I think Solana crashed this week. They had like seventy two hours where the network just wasn't working. It's was hilarious. Shopify founder joins Coinbase's board. Is this Toby?
1: I mean, Coinbase yeah, Coinbase go fuck itself, but it felt like it, uh... No, this Toby guy back.
0: can go fuck himself, too. Like, I showed him TFTC on our website, uh, via our website, and our Shopify store when we had one. We were the first to integrate BTC pay server as an alternative payment method to Coinbase or so, uh, BitPay, I believe, the only two, like, out of the box, uh like bitcoin service providers that they have on shopify we built a btc pay server shout out dj dj built it um uh, after i directed him to and uh, (laughs) and i like tried to like show toby on twitter and he like tried to shit on me like no like nobody wants this like people want it we're using it every day like you don't need coinbase and
1: for Forbes Richless in 2021 rated SBF as uh twenty-two and a half billion net worth.
0: Good for him. Good for him. Uh yeah.
1: That's insane.
0: Shopify and Coinbase teaming up. Not sure how I feel. Because I'm pretty sure Toby's a bit of a social justice warrior, too. Yeah. And then last but not least on the list. Be waiting for bated breath for this at Bitcoin twenty twenty two. I believe on the seventh, April seventh. Uh the Impervious team oh, will be. This, this
1: is the wrong link.
0: <laughs> 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 oh yeah, it's not It's not the last. Oh yeah, we have two more topics. We'll go back to that one. But Impervious is going to be launching their browser at Bitcoin twenty twenty two. Um they're touting a lot of features. We were talking about this yesterday. Uh, it'll be a lot be... of hype. A lot of hype. Hope they can deliver. We're actually going to have Chase uh, and uh, Anthony in <laughs> the studio.
1: Zoom yeah. without Zoom. Google without Google. Medium without Medium. WhatsApp without WhatsApp.
0: Payments without banks. Identity without the state. All without The Payments without banks
1: is the easy one. Yeah. Right? The other ones are more difficult. <laughs> we just
0: yet. did one earlier. Uh, yeah. Like
1: if they just release like a like a fork of firefox or just firefox or chrome with just a lightning wallet built into it like a very good lightning wallet built into it and all the privacy default set like i'd be a happy camper agreed like they don't have to reinvent the wheel
0: disclaimer 1031 is uh, an investor in Impervious. um
1: are we in the are we in the most recent round
0: i'm not sure um the so that'll come out the seventh. Fund
1: one we're not part of. No that was their investment in impervious.
0: Full disclosure, we're not we're not part of fund one. Fund two. Low time preference fund. This up, Bitcoin only builders. <laughs> uh, it's true. The, yeah, the uh Chase and Anthony are gonna be in the studio in a couple weeks, I believe. Yes, on the sixteenth. On the sixteenth. Um, so a little less than two weeks from today a week from next Wednesday. So we'll describe that. Yeah,
1: and he was he was on dispatch yesterday. Or yeah, Anthony or was.
0: Yeah. Uh, uh, Tony. 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 Um, going back to what we had on the list before, surveillance firm Cypher Trace is using Honeypot, which is not surprising at all. And you think they're Honeypot's Electrum servers?
1: Uh, no, they talk about it. Um, one was one we already knew, which is, well, first of all, Cypher Trace is owned by MasterCard surveillance firm bought my MasterCard. Uh, what is it? I scroll down car, I think it's wallet explorer.com. Which is a obviously don't use that site. <laughs> but it's a as a block Explorer, like mempool.space or blockstream.info. Uh, that's been around for a while. And they basically use it to collect IP addresses and address information as people would go and search their transactions um Which is one of the reasons why people say to use your own node because you can use like mempool, open source project. You can use that with your own node. Um, you can use it with an umbil. You can use it with a Raspberry Blitz. You can use it with a Ronin Dojo. Um, there's also there's a couple other. I forget the name of the other block explorer. Fuck, I'm gonna get shit on for not remembering that. But you can use a block explorer with your own node. You can also use a VPN. You can use Tor. And this is the reason because when you start putting intimate information into web services, um, a lot of times they can be monetizing that by collecting that data and that's that's what a honeypot is and that's what's going on here.
0: Yeah, and if you want to throw off the honeypots, just go search random addresses yeah. on on these ClearNet uh, block explorers. Yeah, everybody should actually, you should go to Wallet Discovery. What is, What's the site called? Explorer go Everybody go to wildexplorer.com and just search random addresses and make them think that you own them. Or actually, is that bad? Nah, it's probably bad. Cause then they'll be like, "You own this." you will be like, "I don't." I was fucking with you, and they'll be like, "Prove it." And you can't prove it negative. It was like, ah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, be aware. Yeah, Dave, just don't go out to that site. Yeah, yeah. Use your own node. Use your own node. That's all we have for the list. You want to riff on anything? Any? any... Mm. I know you got family time down there. I don't want to. I don't want to keep you from your family from too long.
1: There was something I wanted to talk about, but I. Yeah, put it in the list so if you covered everything on the list
0: um, covered everything on the list because uh, I can't
1: see the list maybe and you should my mention, mobile setup
0: there's a lot of op TV op check template verify talk going on on the mailing list right now there's a lot of debate back and forth whether or not uh, it is a pressing need for the protocol uh, I have honestly just been watching the the mailing list at a glance and just skimming. I need to do a deep dive on what the, the state of that conversation is. Uh, Opctv for any of you freaks are unaware is bip one nineteen, I believe, and yeah, it would I think so. it would bring covenants to Bitcoin, which will allow you to create very complex transaction structures uh, that are conditional. And Jeremy Rubin so, is behind that. And it,
1: one of the coolest things. Uh, that Liquid has ever done is no one really uses it. Uh, So it makes complete sense to implement (laughs) controversial things into Liquid, and they implemented BIP 119 into Liquid. So now people can fuck around, do the things they want to do with with it on Liquid, and see if it breaks anything.
0: That was uh, one of the funnier parts of the Citadel dispatch this week was Tony. You said somebody paid uh, some invoice on Liquid and you could probably know because there's less than 300 people in the w- world that are...
1: Yeah, he like, <laughs> yeah, was like, there's more federation members than uh, <laughs> Liquid users. Which, yeah. that actually was news. Um, there was like six new federation members were added, but I didn't put it on the list because I don't think anyone really gives a shit. Um, but notably, one was Spectre who recently added Liquid support and one is Mempool, which also um, is going to have like like Wiz and and Simon, the maintainers of mempool.space, they're going to have a separate liquid portal that can look up like all the liquid tokens and stuff uh, from mempool.space. So they're a federation member. Also, um, I have a report here that uh, it seems like Brains might have a What's minor release this month. Woo! Which could be pretty fucking They're That could up. be pretty that, That'd be fucking insane that, Who knows what happens to the hash rate in that situation
0: It's gonna go way up Edward if you're listening I finally get to stop asking when what's minor I believe uh, I think I can say this I think it's public M20s will be first and M31s and then they'll move up to and thirties from well, there, I believe
1: the, the message I got said that, uh, if, if, if you get into one, you get into them all. Let's go. So it could be very rapid fire.
0: <sighs> hey, rumors, rumors at this point, I'll believe it when I fucking see it. I've been asking when, what's minor for like three years now. Okay. This yeah, see,
1: be. it's what Neil said. That's what I heard. Jailbreak, once you once you break it, you can, all of them.
0: Oh, and 30S++ putting out 105 terahash right now. You get that up to like 130, 140. That's a pretty big, pretty big jump. I'm just assuming they're going to have like a 30, 25 to 30% jump in efficiency. That's what we've there. seen
1: historically, right? Yeah. We were so wrong about... I'm glad we walked that back so quickly
0: yeah I mean and there's rumors floating around Twitter too that uh, Intel's chips are legit and people have been using them behind the scenes for for more than uh, for longer than people know I think Kevin from Foundry was tweeting about that (laughs) earlier this week
1: yeah like supposedly like grid (laughs) fucked that up right like they weren't they like released it too far ahead of time or whatever like until I was know. still gonna hide
0: it. I didn't know about that.
1: Ooh.
0: Ooh. It's a big plane. Is that an army plane? Or Air Force. As you were
1: saying, it was under on 252, because that is fucked. I don't know. I can't see it. There's a there's a ceiling above me. See?
0: Oh yeah. I see it. I see it. I thought you were just getting your son. I thought you were getting your vitamin D and sitting by the pool. Uh, yeah. Brains. They're actually having a conference in uh, in the Czech Republic in Prague this summer too. Bitcoin mining conference June 11th? The 15th, I want to say? Could be wrong. Uh, what does that say?
1: In Prague.
0: In Prague, yeah. June.
1: I love Prague. Prague's a great city. Such a good city. Yeah.
0: June 14th through the 16th. I believe the 15th is going to be the the meat of the conference. I, Matt, they they wanted us to do a live rabbit hole recap on a boat in Prague at this conference. And when you told them no? Um, unfortunately, my second child will be arriving. It's due uh, to arrive. Because right.
1: you never asked me, so I just assumed you just said no. <laughs>
0: well, I said, I would, I mean, I would have said yes if my child...
1: Oh, that would have been fucking awesome!
0: I know. We'll do it next year. What, now.
1: your wife? Your wife can't give birth on the boat.
0: Uh, technically, you're not supposed to fly like after seven months or something like that of being pregnant. So we'd have uh, to go okay. like go to Prague and in May and just. Did hang you out. ask
1: them if they can move the conference?
0: I did. <laughs> 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 they said. Uh, they thought about it, I think, for a second. They said no.
1: I fucking love Prague. Prague is such a dope city.
0: I've never been. I want to go so bad.
1: Uh, I've been a couple of times. The beer is so cheap and good. Oh, the people what, are nice. Cost of living is super fucking cheap. It's one of my favorite cities.
0: Yeah. I mean, this is, if I wasn't having a child, I'd be there in a second. Uh, and I will definitely be there next year unless there's a third child behind that one. Um, that that messes up the And then the plan, Riga's so.
1: happening again this year. Yes, looks like um, and then uh, Boom is he's already like half sold out. Um, I guess he's got all the speaker slots filled. It's going to be in Austin. Did you see how nice the lobby is?
0: Oh, yeah, it's going to be a great, well, huge,
1: it, huge upgrade to LobbyCon.
0: I was talking to Gary at Houston last year, too. I think he might even charge for LobbyCon like a hundred bucks. If we just want to come hang out uh, in the lobby.
1: Well, the thing, I mean, he shouldn't do that. That's stupid. <laughs>
0: um,
1: I think what will break uh, LobbyCon is like the reason LobbyCon was a thing was because like like the Dallas Addison or the hotel yeah, can't was go like, anywhere. in the middle of fucking nowhere. <laughs> if, like, if we can actually walk somewhere because it's in Austin, you know, like we're actually close to somewhere a that's bar. like nicer than a hotel lobby. Like will LobbyCon actually happen?
0: I don't know, but the BitBlock LobbyCon uh, lobby in Dallas anyway, is had some incredible times have, there. Incredible stories uh, at that lab late night at that LobbyCon three years ago. We, breaking into the bar after it was closed at the one hundred percent, like re tapping really? the kegs for everybody.
1: And the best, <laughs> I mean, the best one was the 2021, uh, twenty twenty one. Yeah, the twenty twenty. Yeah. Twenty twenty conference where it was like in the middle of all the COVID bullshit and a bunch of us came out and it was a really great time. Like to me, that was, that'll was that always be the 100K party. Um, You're either there or you weren't. Uh, but anyway, we have three discount codes for this that are all <laughs> the same, which is we have RHR, TFTC, and dispatch. And we don't get anything from those cuts, but you should come because, how many times have we done Rabbit Hole Recap now there? Was this our fourth?
0: This will be our... For our third. Third. This will be our third. Because the first year I went, we didn't do it.
1: I didn't go been, the first year. I've been 2019,
0: 2020, 2021. I've been 2018. No, 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 no. no, no, no you were
1: 2018. Yeah, I've been, been 2019, times. 2020, yeah, So your, this is the fourth time. Yeah,
0: this will be our fourth, yeah. And this will be my fifth bit block. The route. first
1: time, the first time was 2018.
0: The first conference, yes, that was an incredible one. Was
1: the first one ever, yeah, but it was a little bit shit-coiny, right? And then he found his way, right? And
0: there were yeah, there was some shitcoin, but like it was high quality bitcoin. Because like was Ke- Pierre Kevin and Pham Bitstein like
1: brought him, Pierre and Bitstein brought him over to the dark side.
0: Yeah, I sat, and to the
1: light. They brought him from the dark side to the light.
0: I sat with Kevin Fam at that dinner the first night uh, of the first Bitblock boom. Kevin, if you're out there, I hope you're doing well, sir.
1: Kevin Pham. I forgot about that, dude.
0: Yeah, I haven't heard that name in quite a while. Damn. What uh, what else is going on? Is that it?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think it's... Uh, I think this is a pretty good rip. The hey, freaks are not really saying anything in the comments.
0: Quiet-ass motherfuckers. Um, all right, I guess we'll end it there. You got to get to your family. I've got to go figure out if we can find a replacement babysitter for dinner tonight. And I got to write a bed. Cake. Um, yeah. This was a great wrap, back. I hope you enjoy your time with your family this weekend.
1: Much love, brother. Much love, car. Much love, freak. Stay on the stack sets. Peace and love. Okay.